0: Salutations! Welcome to Podmortem. I'm Travis Hunter, joined as always by my co-host, my sister and my brother-in-law.
1: Hi, I'm Renee hunter Vasquez.
0: Hi, I'm John paul Vasquez. This week, we're broadcasting live from aboard the Orca, discussing the 1975 horror classic, Jaws. This film was directed by Steven Spielberg from a screenplay by Peter Benchley and Carl Gottlieb, based upon the novel of the same name by Benchley. In what was only his second feature film, Spielberg hit the ground running, crafting one of the most iconic films in cinema history. With a cast of memorable characters, an instantly recognizable score, quotable dialogue, and a Hitchcockian level of suspense born out of technical necessity, Jaws would go on to become a critical and financial success and is widely credited with ushering in the concept of the summer blockbuster. This film was recommended to us by friends of the show, Kristen Lofton, Maya Noches. TJ Bronson, Kent Morton, and Carissa. We want to thank all of you for your continued support of the show as well as this suggestion. So, Jaws, what were your first impressions on the film? So this
2: was a first watch for me. I know on Talk Mortem over on the Patreon, we talked about how we've never really... Either of us have seen this movie?
0: Yeah, any of us, I don't think. Um, No.
2: (laughs) And on the Discord, we've told the people on there, which is available to anyone who joins the Patreon. um, Nice plug. (laughs) All right. (laughs) We've, We've talked about not seeing it. So this was a very... I've seen bits and pieces of it, but this was the very first time I've seen it from beginning to end. And this movie is a lot of fun. Yes. Like, I was very worried because... Again, I I, uh, I say it all the time. I like slashers. Just, you know, talk mm-hmm. shit to me before you kill me. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> but this, and, and I know it's a one, I don't like the whole, well, it's a classic. You got to love it. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Kind of mentality. But this one, you, I mean, it's fun. It's fantastic. And I was like, this is a really good movie. I can see why this is a classic or why so many people like this movie. It's a, it's really good horror. It's good. It's good action. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I enjoyed this movie more than I thought I would.
1: No, I totally agree. I had never, um, seen it either. The thing is, is when something is so loved and like, Mm -hmm. so hailed, I am like, there's no way it's going to live up to that expectation. Like, I don't want to set myself up thinking that I'm going to feel the same way as all these people. And mm. then I end up disappointed
3: mm-hmm.
1: when we were kids. Our mom would tell us about I mean, Well, you can probably tell it better than me. But she would tell <laughs> us about how how much this movie scared her. Mm-hmm. And then my friend Kristen would go on and on about what an amazing that's her. You've never seen it like to me. Yeah, yeah. And then um, Kent and TJ are obsessed. And Molly and Carissa were kind enough to host watch alongs on the discord and they did Jaws, but we were like too busy talking over the whole thing and we had to get off. So we didn't really get to watch it. So I was like, well, I have an idea. Like, no, the fuck I did not. I really didn't. (laughs) This was so much fun. It was a fucking blast. There were parts where I was physically nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Like you don't think it's going to be as suspenseful right or as tense as it is no but i was telling both of y'all off mic that there's a point in the second act where i forgot i was supposed to be taking notes i'm just fucking watching it. i was like my mouth was probably open like i was just completely into it this was great yeah right? i was like i know it's gonna be good mm-hmm. all of these people who i trust their opinion on things they're not obsessed with it for no reason it's gonna Mm. be good but i don't have that nostalgia i didn't grow up watching it i'm watching it for the first time in 2022 i'm like you know i know it's not gonna be a bad movie but i did not expect to be blown away and i was honestly i really fucking enjoyed it
0: I uh, am in the same boat as both of you, mm-hmm. having never watched it before. We were going to cover it for the show, but hearing about it your entire life, yes. yeah, that it's this great, amazing, borderline perfect, yes, film. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'll probably like it, uh-huh. and I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I think I love that movie, yeah. <laughs> <You> <laughs>
1: even know? though it's it's Stevie.
0: Now here's <laughs> what <laughs> we call him, <laughs> Steve Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a one. <laughs> <laughs> I have a one-sided beef with steve spielberg (laughs) we talked about it on poltergeist um, i think a few others honestly no (laughs) we've shoehorned it. it's come up um (laughs) but uh, this might surprise you i believe after watching this film because i believe this film won if i'm not mistaken three oscars i think that steve spielberg was snubbed when he was not nominated for best director because this is some of the best direction i've ever seen the i'm speechless right. <laughs> <laughs> i i i can't look this credit work credit exactly <laughs> and i think that proves to anyone listening that it's true because i have no reason to say no. any of this. Yeah.
2: well i had told your sister i asked her if this was before poltergeist because this feels way different right than well, what poltergeist is well but i think well
1: toby hooper yeah but take,
0: take I, charge kind of yeah. guy. yeah another thing i will say though is that around the time that they did poltergeist he was working on et oh, okay. and so those have a lot of commonalities yeah but this is nothing like no, no. like no, anything no. he produced or made not or whatever. at all i think the thing about jaws though is that there are so many pop culture references throughout everything mm-hmm. that even if you haven't seen the movie you've kind of seen the yeah, movie yeah for sure and, and, the,
1: and the score
0: oh yes iconic score yeah I actually think that I've quoted this film numerous times mm. without having ever re- hold on. Well, then an no, actual no
1: no no <laughs> <laughs> an actual quote or the quote that you made up for this
0: We'll get to that later
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> There is a quote that I've apparently been misquoting that I did not know until I watched it this time but it doesn't matter We'll we'll get there The it. one that everyone misquotes they should (laughs) (laughs) because I think I'm right but I do want to tell that cup story because that kind of feeds into my idea of this film as a horror film because that is a raging debate that is still going on and you even in one of the featurettes that i watched spielberg said that it was more than a horror film which is what a lot of people say when they want their film to be respected for some yeah. reason and
1: that's it's so uh like disparaging to it the, is the genre entire mm-hmm. genre yeah
0: but i do remember mom telling us the story this is the story that you were alluding, alluding to. to yeah whenever she was a kid She saw the film when it was in theaters Mm -hmm. and then they got like commemorative Jaws cups. Oh, nice. And so whenever they get home, she sets the cup on the dresser and they go to bed, but they have a little like light, like near where the cup is. Right and she looks up in the middle of the night and it's the fucking shark like coming up <laughs> and she's like fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> like, so, I mean, if, if a film is not a horror film, how is it instilling fear? Right. Yeah. How is it making people not want to go to the ocean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, giving you reasons to be afraid of right, something. Yes, right, and yes. the incredible suspense of it. My my thing is, look, you know, you say, well, it's like an animal attack thing. Well, then The Birds isn't a horror film then. I yeah.
1: said, you know? I... I John Paul and I were talking about it the other day and I said the exact same thing like I said if this doesn't count then the birds needs to be taken out too yeah
0: and the birds we all know it's a right. horror classic <laughs> we've all you guys
1: are there yeah episode but, uh, 75 do we have Hitchcock in the studio right now
0: oh my god <laughs> some kids are gonna start singing yeah <laughs> kids in that schoolhouse we're getting it they, they were, were. It. now there's none of that in Jaws but no <laughs> <laughs> there is some singing from one character that I believe will go down as one of my favorite written characters oh. ever. Yeah. And yeah. I do think that it's so well written. There is one of the best monologues I've ever seen put to film. Agreed. And so it's 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 got basically everything. You've got the adventure aspect of what happens towards the end of the film. You got the horror aspect of some of these scenes with this shark. It's genuinely something for everyone.
1: I did a little mm-hmm. research too about... Who the characters were in the novel?
0: Oh my god! And man,
1: some some necessary changes were made because I give a shit about these people. Uh So it's like you know, I think that Spielberg was the one that said that when he was reading it, he the characters are so awful that he was rooting for the shark Uh, (laughs) to kill them.
0: It's kind of unbelievable. (laughs) I'm glad they changed. Yeah, (laughs) the first screenplay was actually written by the author of the novel. And they changed so much from it. And they I think he was mad about the changes of the ending and to some of the characters. Yeah. I read somewhere that they had, I think it was three or four people come in and try to rework the script. Yeah. And eventually came down to what we have here. But the changes that were made were just, the wisest decisions yeah. there's so much shit i don't mean shit there's so no, much yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. that is just it <laughs> <Stuff> would not <laughs> that you're gonna say a shark came in or yeah it's like mm-hmm. let mm-hmm. me show you how it's yeah. <laughs> <doing."> <laughs> It's like peter Benchley, you're finished <laughs> <laughs> now before we chomp down on this film we would like to issue a warning for spoilers pod mortem is a very in-depth podcast and in thoroughly discussing horror films we have no choice but to spoil a thing or two If you don't wish to be spoiled, please go watch the film, then come back and enjoy the show. If you've already seen the film or don't care about spoilers, let's chum the waters. So the film begins with the opening credits, accompanied by tense building music. In underwater shots, the camera moves through coral and underwater vegetation, and we get the title, Jaws. So one thing just off the bat is that this film was actually shot on and in the ocean, which is very unprecedented.
1: That's bananas. Yeah.
0: Especially at the time you would think they would use like, uh, something on the lot or, yeah. you know, like a pool, but they're like, no, He's we're like, going, no, we're here. going out there. <laughs> <laughs> I read that Spielberg, it was the hill that he was willing to die on. Yeah. And it makes the film a million times better for mm-hmm. it. Oh yeah. Like it's, it's so much more the realism of it, I guess. I had watched a couple of documentaries. There was one that was a making of, and there was one called The Shark is Still Working, which we'll get to because there's a lot of shark problems.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But again, for the better
0: of- Exactly. Yeah. It makes it all better. But what I learned from those is that not only was Spielberg- already attached to direct another film at the time whenever they were getting the production started on this Mm -hmm. he was not the first director on jaws oh shit! it was a guy called dick richards all right but he had meetings with the producers zanuck and brown and in those meetings he kept saying all right so when we open the film we're going to open up on a shot of the whale looking at the city (laughs) and then when the whale comes they're like what the fuck are you talking about (laughs) like it's a shark he's like yeah shark whale yeah like you're fired (laughs) (laughs) so they fired him and steven spielberg who was interested right was asked to direct but he was already going to direct this film called lucky lady right i think it had liza minnelli it was like a big oh wow all right all right yeah like a-listers yeah and so he went to his mentor who was the President of Universal, I believe, mm-hmm. guy called Sidney Sheinberg. Mm-hmm. And he was like, direct Jaws. Yeah. And Spielberg said he took his advice and immediately regretted it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. The, we're going to talk about so many of the issues they run into. Right. But there were technical problems. There were weather problems. Problems just that come with shooting on water. Yeah. yeah. And they ended up, I think, tripling the production schedule, doubling the budget and Spielberg thought that his career was over before it even I started. Bet. Yeah. But I mean, of course as we know, it was Did wasn't it was it? it? Well, yeah. did he did he <laughs> live? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's like interesting and a lot of information to take in, but just going back, did you say his name was Dick Richards? Yes, I did. So like
0: Are you saying, (laughs) like, dick dicks? (laughs) I see.
1: I just—I got hung up on it for a second. I don't want to interrupt you. No, I just want to ask.
0: But (laughs) I'm thinking about his fucking parents. His name. name, We'll name him Richard Richards. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He won't. He won't be a director, though. (laughs) He won't direct Jaws. No, it'll be fine. Yeah. yeah, Definitely not. Yeah. But anyway, on a beach, a group of teens or college students or forty-year-olds, because you can never. (laughs) You can never tell in the 70s. Yeah. Nobody really, looks anything. No shit. <laughs> they're ageless. It's so strange, but they're all sat by a bonfire, chatting it up, playing musical instruments, making out, smoking pot, et cetera. Cassidy played by Jonathan Philly makes eye contact with Chrissy Watkins played by Susan Backlini. The way that
1: she's over there by herself, uh, was a little strange to me it made me think of uh vhs (laughs) i don't know because she's just sitting there by herself looking at yeah i like you you. (laughs) like fucking run dude
0: but after he approaches her and they have a bit of a conversation they rush off together away from the others on the beach cassidy asks her her name again and asks where they're going she joyfully tells him that they're going swimming cassidy immediately lags behind clearly drunk but insisting that he's not and he's telling her that he's coming Chrissy strips off her clothes as she runs towards the ocean. Cassidy remarking that he's definitely coming now. I was like, come <laughs> oh, on. Cassidy. Yeah. What is this <laughs> film? Right. <Yeah. laughs> um,
1: I was like, I've admittedly never seen this before, but I don't think that swimming is a good
0: idea. I <laughs> no. that
1: y'all should probably not be going in the water. Well, yeah. I, I, I did
0: see the poster and I believe. <laughs> yeah.
1: Also, he's drunk as fuck. He is. Yeah. I don't know why he's trying like, to pretend. I feel like this is pretend. a really bad
0: idea. <laughs> But now nude, Chrissy dives into the ocean, swimming like a pro in deep waters as Cassidy can't seem to navigate, walking and taking his clothes off at the same time.
1: This is, and I think this is just maybe me getting old, but I'm like, you're going to have to go back and find your shirt, uh-huh. find your stuff. Yeah. like they're, they're just throw like that's going to be annoying. Well, You're going to be all wet from the water, looking for your clothes. I don't know. At least take no, them off yeah. this, uh, at the lion yeah, of the holds, the beach. Yeah, fold, fold them, them up. Fold yeah. them
2: <laughs> Put them on a the rock. You don't want sand in them.
0: All right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then they're just waiting for you.
0: Where's your towel as well? There's yeah. No, all right.
1: Impromptu swimming.
0: Uh, <laughs> I did want to point out that Susan Backlini is an animal trainer slash stunt woman slash actress. Damn. Damn. And so she was. it was kind of perfect for her to get yeah. this role. But this is actually her first acting role ever. Yeah. And the same for Jonathan Philly, who's playing Cassidy. He would actually go on to become a production manager. Oh, and nice. he was the production manager for Spielberg's War of the Worlds. All uh, right. Nice. So it's That's very cool. kind of crazy. But Chrissy calls out to him, but he needs full concentration and does not answer her. From underwater, we see Chrissy continue to swim, eventually stopping to tread water. It's giving me very creature from the Black Lagoon vibes. Mm-hmm. For sure. I think the shot is actually from it looks almost exactly yeah. like it.
1: <laughs> the water does look beautiful. It does. Yeah. And her swimming, it's a really beautiful shot. Mm-hmm. Like and I feel like this is it's something that this movie did to me more than once where it's like peace and stillness and then we're robbed of it. Like, yeah. just the thought, I mean, and it's overused, but you know that shot where it's like, well, it's a good thing I picked you up from the airport," and then the, <laughs> the car hits, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's like that. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking like about the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> a <good laughs> I <think> thing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anything. But you know what I'm talking about? I
0: know exactly When what you're you see about. the angle
1: and you're like, oh, that car's about yeah. to get hit. Ryan. But it's so, like... The duality of peace and stillness to how quickly things can just be flipped upside down. Right. I feel like that's another thing that I was just, it 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 hit like it got me.
0: And honestly, I mean, when you think about the water, a lot of shit happens on the water. Absolutely, yeah. but there's something that is so peaceful and serene. Yeah, watching her swim, you're yes. like, damn. I understand why she threw those clothes off. Yeah, yeah, fuck the clothes. <laughs> yeah, we'll we buy new clothes. <laughs> <Who cares? laughs>
1: And there's one shot of her when she's swimming and uh, like I think she goes down and her leg is sticking up and Uh it really was reminiscent of a shark fin to me. It
0: was. It's a little bit of foreshadowing.
1: Yeah. Of what?
0: Doesn't matter. Right. (laughs) (laughs) This one's about the whale, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) The whale will be coming soon. Don't worry. (laughs) I did I I have to admit you know it it, it, this is just the first instance of it being kind of surprising that the film is rated PG Mm -hmm. because they do have shots of her from underwater and you see she's naked as shit like it's not even an attempt to hide it now personally I think non-sexualized nudity doesn't really need to be you know whatever but thinking of the ratings board at the time and what we see later in this film it is a surprise it's not rated R yeah oh yeah
1: I think maybe that um, added to the false sense of security I had because some of the shit that we get later I was not no. <laughs> expecting yeah. at all.
0: Spe- jaws my jaws were open
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> at some of the shit. Also I do have to say I meant to say with the title of the film I did not uh, know that the shark was not named Jaws Yeah, I thought the shark was named Jaws even and I yeah, knew that. I d- Apparently no. that's not. <laughs> the shark yeah. has Jaws. Yeah but then I should be named Jaws <laughs> like that doesn't mean anything <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't either.
0: Yeah. I, I, uh, it's a shark. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And from what you see in pop culture, you're like, oh, Jaws. Yeah. yeah. The shark. Yeah. Right. But apparently Spielberg in one of those interviews said that it's named Bruce yeah. after his lawyer. Right. Which does not come in the film at all. Yeah. yeah. But. Well,
1: get back to the, to the story, Jaws. Oh, sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> in a POV shot, the camera gets closer and closer to Chrissy. Above water, and with a music cue, Chrissy is pulled below the surface of the water. She surfaces once, only to be pulled down again. Realizing this isn't standard skinny dip and shit, Chrissy screams in terror and starts to swim away. Her attempt is futile as she is thrashed by an unknown force, screaming for help as Cassidy sits useless on the shore. Chrissy grabs hold of a buoy, giving her a temporary moment of refuge before she's promptly pulled away. She screams that she doesn't want to die and calls for help from God before she is pulled under one last time. Her screaming is silenced and we peer out over the waters in the eerie stillness of the night as Cassidy lies sleeping on the shore.
1: This man really took his ass to sleep. Yeah. yeah. He
0: wasn't drunk, man. I don't know
1: why- <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> but this is what I'm talking about. How peaceful and serene everything right. was. Mm-hmm. Pure chaos. A woman has died. Yes. And then we're right back to peaceful and, and stillness. Like there's the the dichotomy of that is horrifying just to that me. quick
2: that's nice yes. yeah that's a bummer yeah a
1: big time
3: <laughs> <laughs> it would suck that sucks,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well i mean Lame. we're trying to go swim yeah. you know what i mean trying to have a good time this like you said he drank a little too much yes he, definitely yeah he, uh, he probably shouldn't have uh, drank so much <laughs> You know he can't, if he can handle it, don't drink. You know what I mean? Don't do that. But what's
0: so funny to me is that he's so drunk, but he's like, I'm not getting these clothes wet. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I want it out. I want it in the water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for me i think that this is such a great opening sequence it only not only for me sells the idea of it being a horror film right because this is scary as shit to think about yeah from the perspective of chrissy from the perspective of cassidy if you wake up and you're like where's that girl i was with yeah and her clothes are still where she left I'd them be like that was a ghost yeah, yeah. oh my god <laughs> you
1: remember the like and her jacket was on the tombstone yeah. that story? <laughs> and his <laughs> hair turned like,
0: white or whatever yeah.
1: <laughs> i'd never be the same again would this is this uh false protagonist e
0: well maybe because she's the first person you see yeah probably you know but no she's promptly killed (laughs) (laughs) goodbye yeah goodbye speaking of hitchcock um it is kind of the theater of the mind because you don't see anything right you really just see her thrashing and screaming and then it's gone but the way that they accomplished this they said that they attached her to robes And they whipped her side to side. Mm.
1: I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) In the water. I don't know. know.
0: (laughs) And then they said, I think Spielberg was on the water with her. And the last one you see where she's pulled down, he did the pulling
1: god yeah. yeah
0: they uh <laughs> you better be in the water with me motherfucker yeah, yeah. No, no. we'll
1: pull you yeah, at the same yeah. Time. you
0: show me first then <laughs> then <laughs> i'm gonna be in a coat on the dock yeah. got a toasty situation going on here but you can <laughs> uh, no but he i respect that he was in there with her for yeah. sure richard dreyfuss did say in an interview that they did some adr for her screaming at the very end right and he said that when she was screaming spielberg was pouring water down her throat he goes Waterboarding He was waterboarding (laughs) Thank you This is the shit That I'm talking about (laughs) About
3: 70s 70s, It it was just If she dies She dies (laughs) It's for the film The
0: film would be better for it
3: Holy
0: shit It's unbelievable But she did say later In interviews That it seemed like She's in a lot of pain Because obviously That's the performance Right But she said None of this hurt Everything was fine Alright But (laughs) if if she was About to die You wouldn't be able to tell No Which only made The 70s were a wild fucking time but the next morning amity island police chief martin brody played by roy scheider looks out of his bedroom window at the water i read roy scheider got this role because he met steven spielberg at a party and charlton heston really wanted this role Mm -hmm. but spielberg didn't want a big name attached because it would kind of take you out of it Uh, that's a that's smart and imagine if it was charlton It, it wouldn't work but he's complaining and, like, telling him all about this. And he's like, look, you know, we're trying to cast people. We've gone to, like, four or five people. Yeah. Roy Scheider's like, I'm an actor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hi.
0: And that was it. And they got it. Run
1: him right here, baby. Yeah. <laughs> like shit. And it works perfectly. Yeah. I yeah. think he's really great.
0: I think he was in the French Connection. And that's where Spielberg knew him from. Right. To know that he could handle yeah. something like this. But he's honestly perfect. No, yeah. But... Brody asks his wife, Ellen, played by Lorraine Gary, why the sun didn't used to shine like it does now. She reminds him that they bought the house in the fall, and now it's summer. I'm like, this dude doesn't have seasons?
1: (laughs) 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 I honestly, I kind of liked this explanation because later it's like well th- this is your first summer here you know what i mean yeah i were kind of primed for it mm, right. with this line yeah. right here which i think is better than well i didn't know you know what i mean like yeah, i feel yeah. like they, it yeah. could have been done a lot clunkier or, than the way that right.
0: they it did. We we moved like,
2: back in exactly
1: yeah. yes. <laughs> like, exactly <laughs> so it's
0: honestly handled well like, it yeah. is i did want to point out lorraine gary was actually married to sid Sheinberg, spielberg's mentor Oh, wow. And the president of Universal. I, don't, I think that she does a great job here. Yeah. It's not like nepotism or whatever. Right. Uh, I at think, the
1: time she was? Yeah. Oh, wow.
0: I think she's fantastic. Yeah. But she reminds him to feed the dogs and asks if he can see the kids from the window. He can't, but assumes that they're in the backyard. She tells him that in Amity, you say Yad. Brody attempts the accent, but Ellen says it just sounds like he's from New York.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She should have told him to watch out for the shack.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That would have been fucking useful. (laughs) (laughs) I do love them as a couple. Yeah. They're adorable. Like this characters I think lift this film beyond what like That's the thing. And I
1: I have just a couple things, obviously, at the end that I wanted to to talk about that they changed from the novel because i oh. would be i would also be rooting for the shark yeah with dude. what i've gleaned yeah. mm-hmm. the characters are because it is shocking it is i'm like thank <laughs> you thank you. i'm thankful that they were able to give them personality and heart and again you give a shit about this little family right, what, right. i mean
0: no the novel damn- yeah. <laughs> yes. you're like get him, jaws <laughs> bruce 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 yeah. sorry <laughs> But later that morning in the kitchen, Michael Brody, played by Chris Ribello, comes in from the backyard, showing off a slice on his hand, claiming that he got hit by a vampire. I did think it was interesting he said hit, and not bit. I was like, what kind of vampires are (laughs) right. (laughs) But Brody admonishes him, telling him to stay off the swings because they're dangerous. He hasn't had a chance to fix them yet. Ellen cleans up Michael's hand, but the phone rings and Brody answers it. He seems to be keeping it quiet on purpose, asking questions like, what do they usually do, float or wash up or what? but he tells the person on the other end to keep him there and that he'll be out in 15 or 20.
1: That is a very scary question. <laughs> yeah. I feel like what the fuck is going on?
0: Well, she's got a bloody hand to contend with. Yeah. I get it.
1: I also, when he was telling them to get off the swings, I thought of that old Will Ferrell. <laughs> <laughs> like, get be off a- the shed. <laughs> it
0: starts so calm. They, uh, <laughs> be a buddy and stay yeah. off the swings. <laughs> 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 but <laughs> we cut to Brody leaving the house, telling his wife that it's about a missing person. He says the season hasn't even started and nobody's even here yet. Michael rushes off to the water for a swim as Ellen tells Brody to be careful. Brody's like, in this town? I'm like, careful, chief. Don't. Yeah. I know. You're jinxing yourself. Yeah, there might be some shark related violence coming. <laughs> up. <laughs> But Ellen sits with their younger son, Sean, played by Jay Mello, who is on that super dangerous swing. Yeah.
1: Get off the yeah. sh- No, like, your older son just got sliced up. But yeah, let's play with the baby on Well, it. there was yeah. no
0: guidance last time. <laughs> <laughs> These are the sharp bits to stay away from. <laughs> but they wave goodbye to Brody as he backs out of the driveway, Ellen telling him that she wants the cup back that he's taking to work. So it's like a very, you know, standard, yeah. Yeah. normal family. Uh, 2.5 kids what, or whatever. Could, what could go <laughs> on? Yeah, well, we'll find out But Brody continues on to work Passing a billboard depicting a woman in the water Advertising the 50th annual regatta Set to take place on Amity Island July 4th through the 10th On the beach, Brody interviews Cassidy Who tells him that someone probably saw her go into the water But he didn't Because he was passed out
1: He's like, I was drunk as fuck yeah. <laughs>
0: It's like, but I'm 45, it's fine <laughs> Brody asks if she ran out on him, but Cassidy says that she must have drowned, which is why he reported it. It's hilarious because he's like, well, I <laughs> would rather assume that she drowned than she did run out on yeah, him. Right. He wasn't awake. No, she's <laughs> dead. Yeah, yeah. No, she, no, but he's fucking running out <laughs> on me. to
1: me, You see was, these locks? <laughs> <laughs> it was how chill.
2: Yeah, He's yeah, just like, no, calm. I'm pretty
1: sure she drowned. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, what, big whoop. What? Like, like, how many people- Vampire the- yeah. hit me. <laughs> I don't know. But they engage in small talk about Cassidy's family as they get closer to the water, Cassidy being a local and Brody telling him that he's from New York City. But they rush down to the shore when they hear a whistle blowing. We see Hendrix, played by Jeffrey Kramer, continuing to blow his whistle before collapsing to his knees. Brody and Cassidy arrive on the scene, Brody slowly approaching something that's behind Hendricks. In a tight shot, we see a mound of sand, strands of blonde hair on top of it with a pale, lifeless hand poking out of it with rings and pink fingernails. Crabs are all over, scavenging from the corpse. Brody stands over the body, breathing in deep and removing his glasses before staring out into the water.
1: I was honestly a little surprised that we got closure on her so quickly. I thought it would yeah. be a mystery for a little bit. Like, uh-huh. Where did she go? Dude was drunk. There's uh, he was the only witness. He was fucking asleep on the yeah. bed. You know what I mean? But it's like, no. Oh, no, she's
0: dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you think they were going to take him in or something?
1: I didn't know. I mean, I, honestly, I don't know what kind of movie this is <laughs> yet. You uh-huh. know, so I'm like. I don't know. I, it didn't seem like he was a suspect. No. I, but I mean, a missing person, it's usually not. Well, let's go where they Oh, there they are. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, "Shit, and is that typical? Like if a shark takes someone, do they like get full and then toss the I mean,
2: Well, I mean, they eat what they need. Like he went like, back <laughs> to the beach and was like, "No, no. I'm I don't
1: good. Know. Like yeah. tossing the like chicken so the wing bone. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. don't know.
0: Well, if I'm not if oh, I'm not he mistaken, was <laughs> they're friends i guess <laughs> That's
1: actually nice.
0: it's actually kind of sweet uh, <laughs> if i'm not mistaken i read somewhere that there's only like two shark related deaths a year right so i don't know that there really is a pattern of what they do you're like they, and yeah. they finished them yeah. <laughs> oh they didn't get anything back <laughs> But at the station, Cassidy and Hendrix sit apart from each other, both drinking glasses of water that I assume is alka seltzered because it looks murky as fuck. Mm. I hope it is. (laughs) I'm like, no, it's just the water here. But Polly, played by Peggy Scott, heads into Brody's office. Brody, hard at work on his typewriter, greets Polly and says that they shouldn't keep old files on his desk, only pending cases. She says that she'll take them away, but tells them that there have been some calls about the karate school in town. Kids have been karateing the picket fences. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right. can't <laughs> yeah. breaking? I guess. <laughs> I, they wanted to, to put it in your head that they're like, chop, yeah. like fucking. <laughs> mm. I did laugh because this kind of reminded me of that bit in Signs. Right. When the oh, sheriff, yeah. played by Cherry Jones, I think. Yeah. I don't remember her fucking character's name, but yeah, I remember yeah. Cherry Jones. She was talking about all the small crimes going yeah. on and it's kind of selling that this is a small that town. That lady spitting on the... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, that makes me want to throw up.
2: <laughs>
0: won't eat that. for a week. I won't eat either. <laughs> but it's really smart to kind of set that up because then when things go crazy later, it's, you know. Yeah. yeah But Brody gets a call from the medical examiner and through a POV shot, we see Brody type onto his report, probable cause of death, shark attack. I love this shot. yeah. Oh, yeah. Not just because I love typewriters, but the way that it's kind of... We know what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But seeing the words is different. Yeah.
1: I also appreciated us coming to terms with this so fast. Yes. Instead of being like, oh, no, she could have... It's like, no, no, no. Yeah. You know what the fuck that was. Well, that was a shark.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's stuff that we come to know about this body later that mm. it's like there's no fucking way yeah. To- <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: that that too. I That's one thing that I think I did that I did appreciate was that there is no like lore or mystery of what's ha- it's like, no, this is what the fuck's going yeah, on. Yeah. This is it. All right. No, 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 no. You need to be afraid. Mm-hmm. This is what's happening. Yeah. It's like, Oh, okay.
3: Yes. It's like All <laughs> right
0: then. But Brody gets off the phone, snagging his jacket and ignoring Polly's reminder about a meeting with the fire chief regarding the 4th of July. Brody steps out of his office asking Hendricks where they keep the beach closed signs. Hendrick says that they've never had any, but they're interrupted by local merchant played by Joseph G. Kratzer complaining about a truck with New Hampshire plates parked in front of his store.
1: Someone is dead! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get out I of the way! Have <laughs> no fucking patience for your small town bullshit right now. <laughs> and like, why, And it makes I would me shut laugh. it down
0: very quickly. Yeah. Why does it matter they're New Hampshire plates? He's I, like, fucking... Because they're from yeah. away. Oh, but They're not yeah. local. You're a tourist town. Yeah, no shit. Sure.
1: Summer hasn't started yet.
0: Okay, fair enough. But Brody heads outside asking the others to help the merchant fill out a form. He walks down the street past the Amity Gazette and right in front of Kiesel's bicycle shop, he bumps into the owner who complains about what the karate kids did to his fence, which <laughs> <laughs> admittedly his fence is fucked.
2: Yeah. These no, kids yeah. Are they fucking fucked nuisance. that fence up.
0: <laughs> but Brody promises that he'll call him about it this afternoon and heads into a nearby shop. The shop owner inside is voicing his frustrations about missing items from a recent order, but Brody just breezes past him to the art supplies. We see him later in town carrying paint and planks of wood. Hendrix pulls up to him in a truck, telling Brody about a bunch of Boy Scouts doing mile swims for their merit badges currently. Hendrix says that he tried to call it in, but there aren't any phones out there. So Brody hands off the sign materials to Hendrix, commandeering his truck. He tells him to make the signs out to say no swimming by order of the Amity PD.
1: Again, Brody's here immediately trying to do the right yeah. thing yes, to do the logical thing. What got me is <laughs> somebody was just murdered by a shark yes, yeah. in the same water that these little children are swimming. Yes. Yeah. He's like, let me wander around town and go find Brody. <laughs> I was like, well, why would you not immediately
0: try to go out there? I don't know. As Brody speeds off, Larry Vaughn, the town mayor played by Murray Hamilton, calls out to him. He, of course, doesn't hear, but Hendrix, surrounded by a parade of children playing drums, shouts out to Vaughn that there's been a fatal shark attack and that he's got to batten down the beach. I was like, Are you really in front of these kids? A shark fucked yeah. up a lady. I'm like,
3: Dude, <laughs> <laughs>
0: chill out. <laughs> you know what a panic lower is, your, right? <laughs> lower your place. <voice. laughs> I did see that this film was actually filmed at Martha's Vineyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they said that a lot of the locals were super excited to have them there. Yeah. And so you see like a ton of locals pop up, not just as like oh, extras, cool. yeah. but there's actors that I'll point out that are straight up people that lived at Martha's Vineyard. Oh, nice. That are just in the film. Yeah. And it's like very, very cool. Some of them are still like locally famous to this day. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, say the line, Bart. Like, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's cute. Very quickly. Okay, we
0: just met the mayor. Mm-hmm.
1: We love a statement jacket.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: it's wasted on him. Uh, well,
0: for who? And he is. Yeah. again,
1: I'm not trying to jump forward, but we see this man three times, and he's repeating statement jackets. So yeah. I, 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 <laughs> and that's a bold look. Uh-huh. You need to pepper that in. You can't be doing that every other day, all the
0: time. <laughs> well, yeah. what if he's just got a closet full of them?
1: I don't think so. <laughs> he's the mayor. <laughs> I don't think so.
0: But at the beach, Brody watches from the dock as the Boy Scouts swim in the water coached by their scoutmaster.
1: The way I would be screaming at them yeah. well, from the very... <laughs> I would incite a, a panic you on would, accident. Yeah. But you would scream and they'd be like,
0: what? <laughs> 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 you just drowned like eight children because you don't know how to you put a cap on you it. You can't
1: listen and swim, then put a cap on it. Yeah. That's like, Then you don't deserve a merit you badge. You don't listen yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> You deserve a demerit badge. Give me that badge badge. Give me your badge for multitasking. Yeah. back. <laughs> Rip it right off. But Brody asks Charlie, played by Robert Chambers, to ferry him over to the boys. A terracotta Cadillac Coupe de ville pulls up behind Brody and onto the ferry. I mention it because the color is ass, but the car is beautiful, so I Mm -hmm. wanted to... Right? (laughs) (laughs) But out steps Vaughn, flanked by Meadows, the newspaper publisher, played by Carl Gottlieb, the medical examiner, played by Robert Nevin, and Mr. Posner, played by Cyprian R. Dubé. Hendrix is also there.
1: Right. The minute that this car pulls up i yeah. know it's about to be some bullshit oh, I, yeah. I already know oh
0: yeah their and posture I, uh, I, yeah oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: but i'm like can the fairies start fucking move i'm like these kids are like little fucking appetizers out here like they're <laughs> fried pickles just bobbing around <laughs> like i'm stressed out and y'all are gonna stand here dick swinging like it drives yeah. me nuts yeah, Like the
0: ocean's ran stressing and
1: yeah. <laughs> the shark is like yes oh hell yeah
0: <laughs> licking his chops
1: his jaws yes
0: so i've heard i did want to call out because we just met meadows played by carl gottlieb gottlieb was actually the one who took over the screenplay from bench right and he co-wrote i think the whole film if i'm not mistaken He he rewrote everything and he actually was rewriting a lot of portions of it the night before they were shooting it Oh, no shit. So it was like we talked about with Scream. Yeah. yeah. But the good there thing- There's been
1: another goddamn <laughs> rewrite. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah.
0: <laughs> they said the good thing about it is that the actors got to have input on what they would say the next day. That's cool. Because it's like, you know, well, nothing is nailed down. Right, right. What do you think this should be? Yeah. How would this character react?
1: Yeah, well, and it's like we talked about last week with- trusting your actors yeah. to know their character enough mm. to have input yeah. and respecting the input. Oh, I yeah. feel like that makes a really
0: big difference. And that's one thing I will say because a lot of directors are like, you know... No,
1: you read you read what's on the thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that's uh, pretty good on old uh, Steve Spielberg.
1: I... I feel faint. (laughs) I
0: don't know if I can finish this episode. You feel faint. (laughs) I'm sick to my goddamn stomach. (laughs) I will say after watching a lot of interviews with Steven Spielberg, I did find him to be a very seemingly kind-hearted, uh, Seemingly nice man, mm-hmm. but what he did to Toby Hooper is unforgivable. Bullshit. Uh, <laughs> unforgivable. Yeah, bullshit
1: Whether you're a take charge kind of guy or, or not. not.
0: Well, I'm a take charge kind <laughs> yeah. of critic. I guess right. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What I'm saying. But Vaughn asks Brody if he's shutting down the beach on his own authority. Brody asks what other authority he needs, and Meadows rattles off that he needs a civic ordinance or a resolution by a board of selectmen, but Vaughn tries to keep it light, saying that's just going by the book, and they're all just a little worried that they're rushing into something serious. And it is Brody's first summer here. He's your
2: chief of police, right?
0: Yes, he is. Let, oh, let
2: him. him yeah, <laughs> let, let him do his job. Let the man yeah. yeah.
1: um <laughs> Someone's dead. Yes. Yeah. Like, I, I really feel like this is getting lost in a lot, in a lot of the early conversations. Oh, yeah. Someone's fucking dead. And again, fried pickles. Like, can we yes. talk about this after yeah. we get the they're fucking kids out of the water? They're currently in the. Yeah, <laughs>
0: well you would have been screaming (laughs) there would be no conversation let's go between these two (laughs) options we'll find a happy medium i will say that that immediately feels like a very strange threat yeah like veiled
1: oh for sure it's very condescending Mm -hmm. and you're trying to be intimidating like it just fuck off dude i was very frustrated already well he is the mayor fuck him
0: all Brody does catch on immediately and asks what he means exactly. Vaughn tells him that Amity is a summer town. The town needs summer dollars. If people don't swim here, they'll just go to Cape Cod or elsewhere. Brody says that that doesn't mean they have to serve people on a platter to a shark, but Meadows says that they've never had any kind of trouble like that before. Brody asks what else could have happened to Chrissy then, and Vaughn very quickly says that it could have been a boat propeller, and the medical examiner says that's possible that's politics yes
1: one 100 100%. fucking
2: terrible i wanted to punch the tv yeah <laughs> same
1: no the medical examiner was like i believe it was a boking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he might as well have a fucking bag with the dollar sign on exactly he's like, yeah. get like the they fuck pulled a
0: the dump out truck here. full of money yeah. to my house <laughs> literally he's not made of stone all I will say, though, is that it really doesn't make it any better because that's also bad. Now you're dealing with like a manslaughter at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. Because and where's the boat? Yeah. Where's the boat pilot?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah. The- she didn't do it to herself. No. The yeah. boat's gone. Mm. <laughs> like, you're <yeah. laughs> creating more problems. It's like, yeah, we really no want to sh- open this <laughs> can of worms instead of the shark can. So
0: like, look, one boat man <laughs> in prison does not threaten our economy. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> So I see they'll throw a dude in jail. Yeah. Oh, oh absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. But Brody says that that's not what he told him over the phone. But the examiner says that he was wrong about it being a shark attack.
2: That's fucking. Yeah. I got even more. I was like,
1: "Dude, are you?" Serious? He was <laughs> like, "But like that was before I checked my bank account." Yeah, yeah. and, like, and so who changed. paid me? Yeah. <laughs> it's
2: like, no, the propeller was jagged, so it yeah, looks yeah, like yeah. teeth, but it's mm-hmm. not. Yeah.
0: Do, do you understand? Boats have rows of propellers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But the examiner says that he'll stand by this new boat propeller theory. Vaughn pulls Brody aside with Meadows, offering an explanation. Girl goes out into the water, swims too far, fishing boat comes along, bam. It's happened before. It has? Yeah, I know. I was like, god damn
1: <laughs> Did you catch that guy? Or like, yeah, what the fuck?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like every what summer. Same
2: guy or different guy? <laughs> it's like, what? I go
0: to Emmett. What,
1: yeah. <laughs> what are you insinuating I don't in? know,
0: but... He says that Brody just doesn't seem to appreciate the gut reactions that people have to stuff like this, but Brody says he does appreciate it, and he was just reacting to what he was told. But Vaughn says it's all psychological. You yell, barracuda, nobody cares. You yell, shark, and now you've got a panic on your hands on the 4th of July. Vaughn tells Charlie that they can take them back now. I'm like, are you going to warn the kids? Yeah, <laughs> no, shit. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: so it's just so if I don't believe in the shark, it can't hurt me? Yeah.
0: It's a tulpa? Yeah. <laughs> is that what we're saying I here? didn't know yes. that was a thing. The shark is Candyman? I didn't know. Yeah. I have to call out the filmmaking here because there is, from the ferry all the way through the end of the scene, yeah. it's one take. It's yeah. great, yeah. It's very good. There's only one mistake because Brody does call the mayor Harry instead of Larry, but they're uh-huh. like, we're not doing that but again. Change yeah. his name. Yeah. <laughs> but later on the beach, Alex Kentner, played by Jeffrey Voorhees, Asks his mother, played by Lee Fierro, if he can go back into the water. He is swiftly denied as his hands are pruny as hell. But Mrs. Kentner relents, allowing him ten more minutes.
1: Is that bad for your fingers to be pruny? I thought that was a mm-hmm. weird reason to keep him yeah. out of the water. I
0: thought that was just the natural reaction yeah, of the yeah. fingers get pretty <laughs> oh, the human body. Yeah. Well.
1: Well yeah, they do, yeah. I guess. <laughs> she's like, Oh my god. Well, yeah. she's,
0: maybe she, it's the seventies, she's like that. You might be like that forever. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> medical the science has not caught like- up here. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't raise no prune. But <laughs> Alex walks past the Brodies, who are also on the beach.
1: Were you shocked to yes. see the mayor? Yeah, I was incredibly shocked. Yeah. Yes.
0: I think because I thought that the ferry business was happening concurrently with these people on the beach. Yeah. Mm. And so the mayor's like, take him back. And I then was- <laughs> he's yeah. still waiting to I get was- back. <laughs> <laughs> but he's changed. I was, and- I was yeah.
1: surprised because you know that there's a shark out here.
0: Well, he's doing what he can. Oh, my God. Right? He tried to say something. Yeah. Yeah. Ellen chats with Mr and Mrs Taft, played by Phil Murray and Fritzie Jane Courtney. They jokingly tell her that since she wasn't born here, she'll never technically be an islander.
1: Thank you. <laughs> I was like, "Jesus. Yeah. You'll always be an outsider." It's and like, you're, okay,
0: you're my best friend. <laughs> yeah, no. <shut laughs> Thank God you, ma'am. Damn. Brody stays surveying the ocean though. So again, he's doing all that he can yeah. under the confines of what the mayor's saying. But well, we see man with dog, played by Steven Potter, chuck a stick into the water, which his dog Tippet retrieves. Nearby, Alex hops onto a raft and paddles into the water. A lady, played by Jean Khanna floats in the water off in the distance as Brody watches. Suddenly, the water ripples behind her and we see something dark in it. Brody looks very concerned, but it turns out to just be Harry, played by Alfred Wilde, who emerges in a swimming cap.
1: <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Looking like a shark is an arrestable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Impersonating a shark. <laughs> <laughs>
1: your swimming privileges have been removed. Yeah, yeah. You want to go ahead and log out for me? <laughs> have a seat on your blanket. You're done. That's
0: it. It's the way he comes up and just spits out the water. Yeah. Brody's like, man, I gotta. I need to jump. <laughs> But Mr. Taft approaches Brody, listing a ton of problems that he'd like Brody to take care of, but Brody is super preoccupied by what he sees going on in the water. A woman screams as she is pulled below, but once again, it's not what it appears to be as we see her boyfriend swim underneath her, lifting her up on his shoulders. It's fake outs, man. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love these because they're ratcheting up the tension yeah. and then taking it away. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then they keep doing it until then we'll get to yeah. it. <laughs> But Mr. Taft is called away by his wife as Ellen checks in on Brody. He says he's okay and allows his kids to go play in the water. Don't. I'm yeah, I know.
1: These kids, I feel like, and I don't judge anybody else's parenting, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was side-eyeing them a little bit.
0: Well, they're like, yeah, you can play in the murder swing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as long as mommy's here. That's not <laughs> And
1: you can also play in the murder ocean. Yeah, I was that's like, fine. no, don't <laughs> let them
0: in the water. Michael walks off with Sean and Harry sits down next to Brody, covering up with a towel, remarking that the water is cold. He remarks, We know all about you, chief. You don't go into the water at all. Brody replies, that's some bad hat, Harry. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck out of here, shark boy. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody asked you. Harry is very offended because this motherfucker (laughs) is like, his whole identity is wrapped up in this swimming cap. (laughs) Fuck, I'm offended he came and sat next to me. Get
2: out
1: of here. Why are you over here?
0: Ellen tries to get Brody to relax, massaging his shoulders as they watch a group of kids, including Michael, splash away in the water. Sean sits on the beach singing the Muffin Man song and playing in the sand.
1: He's so fucking cute. He's, that kid it, is
0: adorable. Yeah. It makes me laugh because you don't... I like People's brains and how they work are, are interesting, but it's even funnier with children because he's like, I'm going to sing the Muffin man." <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> this sand it makes me want to <laughs> sing.
0: <laughs> but man with dog, however, is not having as much fun. He calls out searching for his dog with no luck. He then sees a stick floating out in the distance, but his dog is nowhere to be seen. The tense, iconic music builds underwater past the legs of swimmers as the camera sweeps by, slowly approaching Alex Kentner and his raft. So I need to call out the score, obviously. Oh, yeah. It's done by John Williams. All right. A prolific composer, mm-hmm. listing his things would take the rest of this podcast episode. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so simple, it's so iconic, and it's so memorable. yeah. I read in The Hollywood Reporter, you know how Hitchcock had said about Bernard Herrmann on Psycho, mm-hmm. where he's like, about half of the film is successful because of the music. Yeah. yeah. Spielberg said the exact same thing about Jaws. Nice. The success of a lot of these shark moments mm-hmm. would not work without the music. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting later because they make a very interesting choice, mm-hmm. but we'll talk about that in a bit. But fleeting glances of a shark's fin and body are seen emerging from the water before it grabs hold of Alex. A beachgoer notices something strange, asking his wife if she saw it, and if she didn't see it now, she's definitely about to. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. keep watching. <laughs> Alex tries to get away, but the waves roll over red with his blood as he is pulled beneath the surface. In an amazing dolly zoom shot, Brody stares in horror as he realizes what's happening.
1: I loved that, and it's yes. so it's so fucked up because. He's been so on edge this entire yeah. time. Uh-huh. And the minute he's like, okay, I'm tripping. You guys can go play. Boom. Yes. It's
0: like, God
1: damn. Yeah.
0: Of course. That's why uh, horror movies. Yeah. Never let your guard never down. Calm yeah. down. And I mean, after seeing that that was the old man in the cap and then seeing that it was that lady's boyfriend. Yeah. I was like, maybe it was a boat propeller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the nearby kids scream as they notice the blood swimming for the beach as fast as they can. Brody runs to the shore, screaming for everyone to get out of the water as parents rush to rescue their children. They're pulled to safety, but Mrs. Kentner, who didn't see what happened, calls out for her son in confusion as we see his shredded raft washed ashore in water tinged with blood.
1: This was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was very surprising. Also, though, before it all goes to hell, the man with the dog is looking for his dog. Yeah. So I was like, was that like... Just a little sneaky snack, like when you get bread at a restaurant, and then he was ready to like eat, eat.
0: The dog was the bread. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
1: he just took the dog. There was no
0: fuss. Yeah, no thrashing. The dog's just gone. No, Uh, you you can eat a dog in one bite. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I I will ask Michael Myers. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I will say that as we talked about on some previous episode where we say that they don't really show the children in horror films right yeah really getting god yeah really ever yeah it's kind of a rare thing even like i, th- I always think back to silver bullet where they just show yes, a, a bloody kite, kite. Mm-hmm. right and when you see the kite you're like oh the kid's dead yeah. yeah this i would think that in a film like this they would have just shown the raft right but seeing the blood gurgle up yeah, yeah. seeing the kid scream and fight for his life yeah you're like this is pg it yeah was no like, shit. it's nuts.
1: yeah i read an interview with Jeff Voorhees, I uh-huh. almost said Jason, <laughs> yeah. um, that him and his friends were paid to be extras in this. Mm-hmm. And he got more money because he said his friends got 40 bucks and he got 140 cause he got to talk Oh, nice! and he had to redo it because when he was supposed to be pulled under, his arm was sticking out and he thought he had <laughs> done a really good, yeah. it was a good interview, but he ended up, uh, buying a restaurant and oh, one nice. of the burgers at the restaurant is called the Alex Kintner burger. Oh, that's uh, and so, <laughs> uh, I, I read two different things. I'm going to go with what the man actually said in the interview. Okay. But he said that Lee Fierro. Yes. The woman that played his mom. Okay. Came in to eat and he was in the back and saw her and came over to her table and said, uh, something like do you believe in reincarnation because i had a mother in a past life and she looked just like you and he said that she looked she got it and was like you know what i also and <laughs> yeah. her friends were like what the hell but i it was like a really cute moment of like the other story i read was like she saw the name of the burger and was like you know i played his mother yeah. and they, they were like, oh my god go get jeff or yeah. whatever. <laughs> but i'll just go with what, the, what he said yeah, yeah. so <laughs> <bit Yeah. bad. laughs>
0: I did also want to call out the cinematographer, Bill Butler. He actually created a waterproof housing for the camera. Oh, nice. Wow. And so these shots that you see, not only underwater, I think some of my favorite shots that they do in the film are where it bobs under and above, Mm -hmm. and the sound design matches so perfectly, Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. but it's accomplished because of this thing that he created. That's amazing. It's so cool. He actually was the cinematographer for The Conversation, which is Francis Ford Coppola's film, mm-hmm. and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, right. shit. which I believe he was nominated for an Oscar for, and that was all the same year that Jaws came out. God
3: Damn. Damn. So
0: dude was busy. Yeah. yeah. He's actually still alive as of this recording, and he is 101 years old. Holy, Damn.
1: what a life. All
3: Isn't that right. amazing? Yeah. Shit.
0: But at the courthouse, we hear frantic, overlapping voices and see a crowd gathered in the hall. A bounty is pinned to a board offering $3,000 for anyone who catches and kills the shark that killed Alex. Mrs. Taft argues with a man telling him that they don't even know if there is a shark out there. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, Quit it. And again, we soon learn why she's arguing so hard, which is embarrassing. Yeah. (laughs) But Brody talks to Meadows, saying that he has to talk to Mrs. Kintner because the bounty is going to turn into a contest.
1: Of course, yeah. yeah. That's the point. Three thousand. Of a yeah,
0: it's not one person can take this. That's <laughs> like, it. What? He's never seen a western. And I guess. If yeah. It's, <laughs> if it's
1: not a contest, then it's just a job. Yeah. For yeah. One person.
2: Whatever. But d- but that creates another problem. Hmm. You're sending all these people who are going in the water to try to catch the shark. They don't know what they're dealing with. There's no. all kinds of small town people trying to get this reward. Yeah. What, yeah. What, what the
0: fuck? Well, I mean, money, man. They say it's the I, root of yeah, something. I can't, <laughs> I can't remember. Can't put my finger. Something. Right. Yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> but Meadows says that she's already put it in the Amity Gazette as well as a few out of town papers, so people are coming in from all over. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Y'all wanted tourists, right?
0: Hey. But Vaughn pops up, guiding the crowd to the council chambers. Brody takes personal responsibility for public safety, but Vaughn, seeming super unbothered. Tells him to just go out there tomorrow and make sure nobody else gets hurt.
1: If you don't shut the fuck up. You know what I find funny is that that boy wouldn't have even been out there if the beaches had been closed. Not at all, right? I just find that very funny.
0: (laughs) I don't think uh, (laughs) Vaughn... I, yeah. I think my thing with him is that it's not even a matter of, well, maybe it's dangerous. Yeah. Now, we have two bodies on our hands. He's like,
1: it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. This is fine. Do you
0: know how much money we make in the
1: summer? Yeah. <laughs> That's all. We were talking about uh, the book.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, God. And the,
1: <laughs> the motivations, Yeah. I guess, make a little more sense <laughs> in the book because he's like into it with the mob. Yeah. Or the mafia. What? the yeah. shark
0: no <laughs> he's a lone shark yeah <laughs> he
1: they, they sleeps with the fishes yeah. You know yeah, yeah um no the mayor and so that's why he's like absolutely not it needs yeah. to be open uh, tourism money 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 because like i'm gonna get you yeah, know exactly. or whatever yeah. <laughs>
0: like, he's well he's weighing it he's like well fucking two kids my kneecaps I mean, what, yeah, you what know, do you think
1: yeah, uh, i kind of like these kneecaps yeah. but i thought that was funny because it, i mean not that it doesn't make sense and it does offer a little more in terms of um motivation i think it's enough motivation that he's the mayor of this town that really really needs this income uh-huh. so i mean adding the mafia yeah. i mean it adds a little hot sauce i don't know that it's necessary no is my point <laughs> i
0: think it's it's like adding hot sauce to wings that have already been sauced. yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're, they're spicy they're enough, enough. <laughs> we don't need
1: <laughs> it's just funny to me because he's like no he's yeah. all sweating well, yeah, he's no, like, Look, that we can't
0: either fucking they swim with the fishes or i do so <laughs> But they all file into the chambers taking their seats, and we learn that Mrs. Taft owns a hotel in town. So that explains her. Eh, what is a shark, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean,
1: <laughs> I heard they're tulpas. so yeah. don't yeah, so believe in, don't it. Believe in <laughs> it. Don't say its name in the mirror. Just, You'll be don't,
0: Just don't look. It's what I've heard Paul Inka's song. Just don't
1: look. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the meeting is called to order with Vaughn asking if there are any special questions. Mr. Din Herter, the man seated beside him, played by Edward Chalmers Jr., jokingly asks if the three thousand dollar bounty is in cash or check. Half the room erupts in laughter. I'm like a boy died, but okay. I didn't, yeah. I, I'm looking for the joke. Well, because he's like, I want in on it.
1: I mean that's not that's really the funny. Joke, yeah. But everyone's
0: like, oh <laughs> like, my god. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Din Herder again. <laughs> he should not be allowed in these meetings. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> He's the
1: cutup. We all want the money. yes so like, I don't know why that was funny, but people really. They loved that it. Up.
0: Yeah. well, except <laughs> Mrs. Taft is like, I didn't find that funny. Yeah. <laughs> Which I appreciate. That made me laugh because loud. she's like, I can have one foot here, one foot <laughs> yeah. here <you> know, <laughs> don't close the beach, but that was it's in like, mm, Poor taste. <laughs> but Vaughn says that that's private business between fishermen and Mrs. Kentner. Buddy asks Brody to say a few words. Brody starts off by stating their current plans, extra deputies and shark spotters on the beach, but Mrs. Taft speaks for everyone when she asks the real question, are they gonna close the beaches? Brody tells her, yes, we are. The entire room voice their frustrations and annoyance at this, and Vaughn, the slimy bastard, tries to calm the entire crowd down by telling them, it'll only be for 24 hours,
1: where do you get that yeah. from? I don't
0: know. Brody's like, I didn't agree to that. Yeah. No. And then someone in the back of the room <laughs> is like,
1: 24 <"24 laughs> hours is like three weeks. There's a lot of great lines in this yeah. <laughs> yeah, <they are. laughs> That's the best that one. That is. Well, I you I could think not about stop it, fucking. Li- like, I get what they mean though. Yes. That's, yeah. But, but three weeks is just so arbitrary it's very specific made me
0: laugh so hard i what i thought was like okay well maybe when it's the tourism super high right right like what this is what we make in three weeks (laughs) they were just telling her that the night before or something and then bringing it to the town hall meeting but i think the thing is is that even if you're a resident of this town and you depend on this right for the economy how about still waiting until it's safe find out what's going on. Right. And then deal with it. And then you can open up. Everything's fine. Yeah. But instead they're whatever. That, everyone is. That
1: threw me because like, I get it. Okay. That's your livelihood. I yeah, 100%. Yeah. I'm sympathetic to that. And yeah. I understand, but a lot of y'all were at that beach.
0: You saw, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: you saw this little boy get ripped up to shreds in front of everyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe <laughs> let's reflect on that for a little bit before we get angry about, 24 hours. yeah
2: it's, it's, it's <laughs> go home eat dinner go yes. to sleep the next day it's it's open
0: i think if if this if the town meeting was held after what happened with chrissy yeah fine we don't really have proof necessarily yeah, yeah. but everyone saw that that was not a boking accident yeah with alan <laughs> yeah They're
1: like everyone fucking hated that
0: kid yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who cares <laughs> he karate chopped my fence yeah <laughs> <laughs> he was the main one <laughs> But Brody says that he's contacted an oceanographic institute, but the crowd's voices grow louder until they're finally interrupted by the sound of a man dragging his fingernails down a chalkboard in the back of the room.
1: That's one way to get a room to shut yeah. the fuck up. Absolutely. Uh, it gave me goosebumps and it made my teeth hurt. I do not like that. <laughs> no. We were watching We were watching it with uh, our friends on the Discord they're all yelling over each other and I go, hold on, is this the part where he scratches the chalkboard and they were like, yes. Yeah. So I was like, I've seen The Simpsons so basically yes. like, yeah. I've seen this <laughs> film. Willie, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: That's what I'm saying is like you've seen like nearly everything from this yeah. film referenced in something. I remember the fucking Salsa Shark from Clerks. I knew that before I knew Joss. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but they all turn around to see Quint, a fisherman played by Robert Shaw. He takes a bite of a cracker saying that they all know him and what he does for a living. He tells them, I'll catch this bird for you, but it ain't going to be easy. Now, yes. having never seen Jaws before this, yeah. I used to kind of torment Nay yes, with a very poor line reading of what I thought this was. <laughs> I thought the line was, I'll get the shark for you, and I thought it was more piracy. I swear to God, yeah. so that's what—that's <laughs> <laughs> what I thought. I was very close. It's just like uh. Captain Hook in the basically, yeah. <laughs> it's Captain Crunch. <laughs> like I don't know what I'm doing, but uh, I will say that I—I'm uh, adult enough to admit I was wrong. Thank <laughs> you. I think it was like, don't. Be like, I was basically the same thing. It was very close. Mm-hmm. I will say Robert Shaw did it better. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, you
0: think? I was very amazed to learn that Robert Shaw was English. Really? Yes, he was actually a villain in a James Bond movie, huh. and he's doing an American accent for this film.
1: That is All incredible. Right, yeah. I never would have guessed that.
0: It's genuinely. I I don't know that I've ever heard a better one. That's no, yeah. great. But Quint continues, saying that this is a bad fish and it's not going to be like a normal expedition. He says the shark will swallow you whole after a little shaking and tenderizing, but it needs to be done quickly to bring back the town's tourism. He does admit that his life is worth more than $3,000, though. He'll find the shark for three, but he'll catch and kill him for ten. He says it's up to them if they want to accept, stay alive and pay him what he's worth, or reject the offer and be on welfare by the winter. But he says he wants to do it alone. He doesn't need any help. All ten thousand dollars for him.
1: If twenty-four hours mm-hmm. is three weeks. Yeah. <laughs>
0: then what
1: is? I'm I'm fucking I'm taking him up on it. Absolutely. If ten thousand that's more than worth yeah. it. Yeah.
0: He's ready, he's willing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And Miss Kentner can put in the three. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: <laughs> because
1: you've already committed to it. Exactly. That. <laughs> yeah. We
0: didn't tell you to do that. I didn't ask you to <laughs> But Vaughn just thanks him nervously, saying that they'll consider his offer, and Quint leaves very respectfully.
1: What's to consider? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, y'all are all—you don't want to close the beach for a fucking day. Yeah. Let this dude go out here and take care of it.
0: He's offered.
1: Yeah, the way that they act like the tourism is such a boom, right. y'all will make that back, and I mean. 24 hours is three weeks
0: now i will say that ten thousand dollars is a lot of money right of course but ten thousand dollars in 1974 when this was filmed was worth about fifty five thousand dollars but
1: you know what Damn. he's literally putting his life on the yes. line i mean milk it get whatever the fuck you can yeah
0: yeah i do want to say before we press on to the next scene that it was at this point having never seen the film i was like quint is going to be my favorite character right and he is he is, but there's a I'm contender. An, I,
1: Quint is a close second for me, but uh-huh. at number one, uh, we have not met him yet.
2: <laughs> I, I was, I still was not. Uh, I'm still with the sheriff at this point. Yeah, I was kind of like, all right, let's just kind of follow this guy because I get, I get what Quint was doing, but yeah. it, it also. When he was just like, "All right, later." I was like, "Oh, you don't give a shit about <laughs> these people or not?" I was he's like, like "Think yeah. about it." Yeah. he's trying to get some money out you of them. You know where to find them. Me. Right?
1: I mean, but it's I mean, a I do. No, yeah. I,
2: I get it. I, I see. It's like he's providing a service. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to go get this dude or not? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But at, at right now, I was still kind of like, eh, "I don't know about you, man." I was like, "I don't know what kind of."
0: He's
1: a little rough. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that doesn't change.
0: Yeah. No, I will say, if you're good at something, don't do it for free. No. Of yeah. Know
1: you're worth an ad tax.
0: Yeah. Well, apparently it's three times plus a thousand. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but we cut to a sign being planted on the beach, alerting residents of its closure. Later that night, Brody studies about sharks at home. Deep into his book, he gets his shit rocked when Ellen sits down behind him.
1: He's like, "Oh god, it's a yeah. shark! <laughs> <laughs> They're on land now. Yeah. Fuck? <laughs> <laughs> we're in more trouble than." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: But frustrated at the lack of knowledge about sharks, Ellen tries to ease his mind, taking the book away and asking if he wants to get drunk and fool around. He's down, but they don't. Yeah.
1: Again, they're just so cute together. Yeah, I love
0: it. Ellen remarks that Michael loves his birthday present and Brody asks where he is. Ellen simply replies, sitting in it.
1: (laughs) She's like, where are the kids? Oh, they're just playing with that shark. (laughs) Ellen! They made a friend. I
0: think his name's Bruce.
1: (laughs) Ellen!
0: Brody launches out of his chair into a nearby window. Outside, he sees Michael sitting in a boat tied to the dock where Sean is sitting above him. Brody yells out for him to get out of the boat and away from the water, but Michael just asks to stay a little while longer. He's like, I'm not pruny yet.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Did you see get- my shark friend? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get off the shed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ellen downplays the whole thing, saying Michael isn't even going out in the water. He's just sitting in a boat at the dock. Plus, he'll probably never want to go in the water again after what happened today. Damn. Well, I mean, it was, it was visceral. Traumatizing. Yeah. It was grisly. <laughs> That's a word to describe it. That obviously is not what Brody wants, but he does want him to read the regulations and stuff before he goes out there on his own. Ellen peruses Brody's shark book, finding a drawing of a man and his son on the waters, their boat being chewed apart by a shark. She promptly shuts the book Echoing Brody's sentiments and telling Michael to get out of the water now. She changed
2: her tone quick. (laughs)
0: Thank you. And again, I got to go back to signs. Isn't this like the alien book with the house? Oh, wow. Yeah. That looks just like their house. (laughs) It's like, that looks like my son, you know? (laughs) But this is for me, I think that there's a lot of really good comedic moments in this film. Oh, yeah. And they all land. It's like we talked about on Black Christmas where you're like kind of surprised to find the comedy here. Yeah. And for it to work so well. Mm -hmm. And it does. But that night, Charlie and Den Herder row back to the dock from the water, remarking that the chief lives on the other side of the island, so they probably won't get caught. They're
1: bold. They are. Yeah.
0: Once on the dock, they sink a hook into a large roast attached to a chain and a tire and toss it into the water with the hopes of catching the shark and getting that $3,000.
2: This is that silly shit I was talking about. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, they like meat. Yeah, well good <laughs> they is, eat meat
2: <laughs> but what does he say my wife's gonna kill me when she yeah. finds out I took the roast he's like wait
1: you really took your last <laughs> fucking she's
2: like
0: where's dinner yeah. <laughs>
1: she should do we're potentially facing a hard time financially, and you're fucking throwing meat in the. Other. Yeah, well, I'd be
0: pissed. <laughs> but if losing one roast means, well, honestly, fifteen hundred dollars because Den Herder's like, um, I will be taking yeah. half, <laughs> You can buy a lot of roasts with Fifteen hundred dollars. I'll buy $1. you yeah. another roast. In well, nineteen seventy, you could probably buy a house with fifteen hundred dollars, probably, and pay your student loans and shit.
1: They should. <laughs> I'm, I'm
0: very scared, by the way.
1: <laughs> they should have put a rum ham. No shark. Yeah. Can, no shark
0: oh, can yeah. resist. Mm-mm. But back at home, Brody continues his shark research, looking at several frightening pictures. Massive sharks underwater, sharks attacking each other, five men standing inside the jawbone of a shark, and medical photos of people who have fallen victim to shark attacks.
1: I'm going to go to the store. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, maybe we can look at these after we catch the shark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know why he's just trying to scare them. Well, I do the exact same thing. Like it's three in the morning. I'm like, why did I watch that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but back at the dock, the men sit whistling, but the music builds as we see something take the bait underwater. The chain unravels as it's pulled, getting the attention of Charlie and Den Herder.
1: Getting the attention of them because they're not fucking watching. Yeah. Oh, no. They're just like, doo, 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 doo. I'm like, if you're out here doing this, like... Cloak and dagger in the dead of night. Why are you watching it?
0: But I mean, if you think about it, I mean, fishing, it looks kind of boring, right? That's their job. Well, that's different. They're used to it. (laughs) Unfortunately for them, as the chain does unravel, it wraps around the support beam of the dock. And as the rose is pulled off, the chain constricts around the wood, destroying it, which collapses the dock and sends Charlie sailing into the water. You
1: fools. Yeah.
0: (laughs) A large piece of the dock begins to switch directions, heading right for Charlie in the water, propelled by something very strong. Dinherter screams for Charlie to not look back, take his word for it, and just fucking swim. In the tense back and forth shots, Charlie makes it to the ruined dock, barely making it up in time with the help of Dinherter.
1: Not y'all almost being tricked by a fucking shark. Yeah.
2: Can I say too? It was a very... <laughs> very slow rescue and swim back. He's like, come on. He's barely moving. Well, I mean, he's, he's tired. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'd be a little, little don't a go so <laughs> he, had a,
0: he had a full day at work and then he unexpectedly then he gets <laughs> rocked <laughs> off the dock.
1: He's got a be stealing hams yeah. after I mean he it's stealing.
0: He's, tired he's, he's <laughs> tired uh? <laughs> His wife's he's like, I'm gonna go uh, hang out with dinner. Like, What's that under your shirt? <laughs> I'm pregnant. I'm, oh, okay.
1: Did,
0: <laughs> See you at did, nine. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> did um anybody else think of that one scene from X? Oh like I yes. I feel like maybe inspired. Yeah, you yeah, know right what right I mean?
0: yeah, very fair. But as the broken piece that was being propelled washes ashore, Charlie asks if they could go home.
1: <laughs> that's a good idea yeah i and thought he was dead you can yeah. even do, explain to your wife where that roast went yeah oh
0: shit <laughs> we, like want we to eat, eat it dinner. remember yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know
1: you forgot her what it was
0: delicious you're amazing we are the, <laughs> the best the best cook best on God the island damn roast i've ever had <laughs> <laughs> but it was surprising me because it's again it's doing that thing where it's kind of ratcheting up the tension mm-hmm. and then it's Kind yeah. of lowering down again and now it's like, what the fuck is you know yeah. It's it's edging. Well it's- <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. I can't even get the joke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You've gone too far. Yeah. <laughs> Your brain's like, shut it shut down. It- <laughs> shut it
1: down. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. Wow.
0: The next day we see Frank Silva, the harbor master played by Donald Poole, smoking his pipe as a sea of fishermen descend upon the dock heading for their boats. Hendrix walks by with Brody telling him what happened with Den Herter and Charlie the night before and how they're going to have to explain to Charlie's wife what happened to her freezer full of meat. Yeah. <laughs> so y'all took more.
3: Oh, than this. Uh, oh, yeah. The roast wasn't they're like, okay, so he
0: doesn't like steak. Let's try it. The- <laughs>
2: Let's
0: try the fucking roast. <laughs> Not a chicken guy, huh? <laughs> you were just throwing <laughs> fucking shit out there. <laughs> oh, my God
1: that's fucking hilarious it's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> oddly brody he likes the ribeye yeah.
0: <laughs> brody Stop. doesn't find it funny though i would be laughing my ass off at this shit
1: but i get it <laughs> i get why because they shouldn't have fucking been out there no you shouldn't be out here with, with a fucking thing a boat full of meat no <laughs> taunting a shark like i can get why it's <laughs>
0: I guess as the chief of police, you're like, i got to maintain order. You shouldn't be throwing meat into the water. You know,
1: (laughs) that's fucking hilarious.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But they survey the ridiculous amount of fishermen heading out, wondering if Mrs. Kentner put her ad in Field and Streams or the National Enquirer. We then see Hooper, played by Richard Dreyfuss, getting off of his boat and onto the dock to be greeted by Gardner, played by Craig Kingsbury.
1: Now, this is my favorite character. <laughs> yes.
0: He is very... I He's kind of the comic relief. I like, love him so much. He cracks much. Yeah. me up so much. Gardner then asks Hooper if he's going out with the rest of these nuts. Interestingly about Craig Kingsbury, he is a guy that was from Martha's Vineyard where they were filming, mm-hmm. and he's the one that actually coached Robert Shaw on his accent. Oh, wow. right, nice. So he gets a few lines here. And it's, yeah. You know,
1: it's like, no, I'm going to talk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: They said that Dreyfus said no initially to being a part of this film because he thought that it would be a pain to shoot on the water like this. Mm -hmm. It was. I was going to say, he wasn't wrong. I'm sure he was glad that he changed his mind. But the studio actually wanted Jan Michael Vincent. They wanted a tall, blonde, muscular guy to correspond with the character that's presented in the book I was gonna say, and they went another I, way with it. Yeah. I feel
1: like I know why they wanted that
0: considering, but
1: we'll, we'll talk about it in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. My, my jaw was on the <laughs> <bottom> floor.
0: <laughs> one thing I will say is on that documentary I watched, they made a point to mention that during filming, Richard Dreyfuss was getting laid constantly. I bet he's
1: adorable. And I was yeah. like, cool, dude. <laughs> it's like, did we need to talk about
0: yeah. that? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know how that uh, yeah, well, helps the film.
1: They're like, and he gets bitches. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I was laughing because he had said, he's, uh, you know, they're a very tight-knit community and a lot of people were getting laid on the island and I tried to participate in that as much as I could.
1: <laughs> I was like, oh my God. He's like, I learned about this thing called edging.
0: Yeah. <laughs> a shark taught me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. Anyway, I'm sorry again. Brody has his hands full trying to regulate the safety of the crowd and direct traffic. Hooper attempting to have a word with him. Brody instead rushes to keep a man from bringing dynamite onto his boat, asking Hooper if he'll deal with another boat that is way overloaded with fishermen.
1: <laughs> it's just bacon wrapped yeah.
0: dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> so I heard some guys were trying all the meat. They didn't try bacon here. Yeah. Bacon. So I thought. <laughs> hooper tries to talk to them but they just laugh him off and they're kind enough to give him directions to a restaurant when he asks saying yeah walk straight ahead yeah. <laughs> thanks,
1: <laughs> thanks map quest
0: hooper does walk off the other way though chuckling that they're all gonna die
1: right it's like laugh while you can yeah Jesus.
0: It's gonna be deep blue sea up in here But Brody radios in trying to get a roadblock sign put up because this shit is getting way out of hand with all these people coming in for the $3,000. He asks Hendricks to talk to the fishermen since he's their people, but Hendricks says that they're not his people. They're from all over. Brody says that they're not getting any extra help until the 4th of July, so it's up to the two of them to corral this entire crowd. As Hendricks steps away, Hooper walks in, asking Brody where he can find Chief Brody. Hooper introduces himself, saying that he's from the Oceanographic Institute. Brody shakes his hand, full of relief and excitement, introducing himself. Hooper says that the first order of business would be to see the remains of the girl who washed up on the beach. He was super happy to see him. He was like, "It he, was like, oh, thank God."
1: <laughs> well, another person that'll listen to reason it's because true. nobody yeah, else says, yeah. "I'd be thrilled." I don't
0: know why there was something so warm about that performance. Yeah, I was like, "I, I you root for him." Oh, for absolutely! Brody. Yeah. yeah, and seeing something finally work out for this yeah. dude, you're like, "Good." But on the water, there is a ton of congestion, confusion, and annoyance. Some of the folks are chumming. Some are throwing explosives into the water. But we do get a really great shot of blood filling the water as propellers of a boat rip through it.
1: I love how all of these men came out here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There was no even half-assed attempt at coordination. Oh, no. They're all just like, I mean... Dynamite! Fucking. Yeah. I'm like, how do you, they're experienced? How do you not see that this is a fucking yeah. horrible idea? And those boats were jam packed. Yeah,
0: <laughs> jam packed, and the dude throws the explosive right near another yeah, boat. I'm
1: not, I was <laughs> gonna say they were close. It's
2: like,
0: god damn! So that's not an M80, motherfucker. <laughs> you're throwing a stick <laughs> of dynamite at nice. me. So did he sneak him on after Brody said no? He's like, fuck it yeah. <laughs> Fuck that dude. <laughs> But Brody and Hooper arrive at the morgue, meeting up with the medical examiner. Hooper speaks into a recording device. Victim 1, identified as Christine Watkins, female Caucasian, probable boating accident. The examiner removes a small container of remains from the fridge, placing it in front of the men. Hooper says that the height and weight of the victim will have to be estimated considering what's left. He removes the sheet, breathing heavily at the sight and removing his glasses. He says there are no major organs remaining. The right arm has been severed above the elbow, partially denuded bone remaining. He then asks for a glass of water. After drinking it, he declares that this was no boating accident. The examiner's probably like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
1: going to have to give that money back.
0: (laughs) I'm going to have to call the mayor real quick Yeah, (laughs) or skip town or whatever. (laughs) Either one. But when asked, Brody says that he didn't notify the Coast Guard because it was a local jurisdiction. Hooper continues, left arm, head, shoulders, sternum, and parts of the rib cage intact. He then asks Brody not to smoke when he's about to light up a cigarette. He then takes Chrissy's arm, and we see that it's barely hanging on with the bones and musculature on full display. He says, this is what happens. He says it indicates the non-frenzy feeding of a potential list of large squalas. But, he says due to the tissue loss, it's difficult to give a detailed analysis, but it's definitely larger than any squalus normally found in these waters. He asks Brody if he checked the waters for it, but he didn't. Hooper excludes all other theories. It wasn't coral. It wasn't a boating accident. It wasn't Jack the Ripper. It was a shark. I appreciated the scientific like use of names. Yeah. Because yeah. it's kind of twofold. Mm-hmm. You get to show how har- how smart Hooper is. Yeah. yeah. And then you get to kind of have that punch of him saying shark at the end. Yeah. yeah. So it's just brilliant. But we immediately cut to fishermen on the docks, opening up the large, bloody mouth of a sizable shark.
1: Where are its teeth?
0: Well, they probably busted him out. They were mad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, these ate that kid. <laughs>
3: these?
0: Yeah. I did read somewhere that this was actually a real shark that was shipped to the location right. for the production, so maybe something wow. happened yeah. to the... Maybe, or, you know, honestly, a lot of fucking sharks' teeth necklaces and stuff. Oh, that's no. true. Somebody right. probably already had their hand at it. Yeah, yeah. Open up a little uh, store. No. I don't
1: know. But the second that they roll up on the scene, of course, we're like, that's definitely not the shark. Oh, yeah.
0: not. No, no, we know. That's not the shark on the post. No. no. <laughs> But Meadows talks to a journalist and a photographer wanting this all over the news. Brody and Hooper rock up as well. And upon seeing the strung up shark, Brody is overjoyed and filled with relief as various men take credit for catching and killing it
1: i genuinely felt badly yeah. seeing him that excited because yeah. you know this yeah. is not the end
0: but he was like so because this is a nightmare yeah and he's like they can open the beaches the mare isn't breathing down my fucking neck yeah perfect
1: the medical examiner can keep his bag of money yeah. <laughs> he can he, he can
0: run back to town because yeah. they're <laughs> <away>. <laughs> i'd wait for a dude i'd be like hey come on yeah go yeah. tell me yeah yeah, tell yeah. Me yeah. What it is. but mm, uh, not so fast Meadows tries to orchestrate a picture as Hooper measures the mouth of the shark. Quint arrives on his boat just in time to see the photo snap for the paper. I laughed very hard because the photographer, he said, okay, just the men who caught the shark. Yeah. Nobody moves. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I'm like, here. We all had a hand. I did yeah. throw a piece of dynamite
0: in the... <laughs> that
1: probably helped.
0: A mm-hmm. uh, few men do gather around asking what kind of shark it is, and Hooper tells them that it's a tiger shark. One man goes a what <laughs> yeah <laughs> aren't y'all fishermen yes like fuck? you've never heard <laughs> <laughs> heard tell of a tiger shark up there with with
1: the greatest lines of the film yeah <laughs> <laughs> there was so much emphasis it on was it.
0: <laughs> but Vaughn shows up greeted by brody and asking if meadows is taking a lot of pictures When we return back to Hooper, he's arguing with those men who are questioning what he means by bite radius, among other things. Hooper says all he's saying is that it may not be the shark. I
1: mean, I feel like I'm not a fisherman. fisherman. (laughs) I just talk like one or an oceanographer. I can kind of use context clues yeah. to figure out what bite rating? yeah
0: <laughs> i'm assuming it's the size of yeah. it. Right.
1: what the <laughs> fuck does that mean it's like it means this is not the shark. yeah <laughs> that's what it means see
0: it's bad news so they're playing dumb right yeah. it's like mrs tate what's the shark, you <laughs> said <Yeah. a> shark? <laughs> i need to keep my hotel open
1: right i'm sorry i don't
0: <laughs> but the conversation is interrupted when brody introduces hooper devon Vaughn walks off mingling with the crowd for a second, but Hooper tells Brody that there are a lot of different types of sharks, and the likelihood that these fools caught the shark is 100 to 1. He's not saying it's impossible, but the bite radius of this shark is different from the wounds found on the victim. He just wants to be sure that this is the right shark. He says the only way to be sure is if they cut this fish open and look inside. The digestive system of a shark is very slow, so whatever it's eaten in the last 24 hours would still be in there. Brody seems to think it's reasonable, but Vaughn, who has returned, says that this isn't the time or place to perform a half-assed autopsy on a fish. He says he's not going to watch that little Kintner boy spilled all over the dock. I said fucking so nobody. Goddamn <laughs> yeah. Nobody said you had to do <laughs> it do here. It right now. <laughs> Can we move the fish to another <laughs> Yeah,
2: and then I I get what he's saying, but now so you're giving these people false hope. Absolutely. Yes. Fucking making yeah. sure 100% that uh-huh. this is the shark. He's like, "No, no,
1: no, we don't need yeah. the shark. Yeah. yeah.
0: It fits my narrative. Yeah. It's yeah. the shark. <laughs> <laughs> but just then, Mrs. Kentner, all in black and wearing a veil, walks onto the dock. She lifts her veil when she sees Brody. And after confirming that it's him, slaps him across the face. I did see that this took 17 takes to do. Wow. (laughs) And she slapped the shit out of him every time. Jeez. But interestingly, I did see in one of those documentaries that after, of of course, the success of Jaws, whenever she had photos like with people... Mm -hmm. Fans would ask her to slap her, him across the <laughs> face. What the oh fuck? My God. <laughs> and in the documentary, she said, "I gave my last slap on." And she gave the date. She's like, "I'm not slapping." <laughs> no. More. <I'm> like, yeah. <laughs> but Mrs. Kentner says that she just found out that a girl was killed here last week, and Brody knew, he knew it was dangerous, and he knew that there was a shark out there, and he let people go swimming anyway.
2: Now, he didn't let people swimming. No, he did not. That's what I'm saying. That's not fair.
1: Why'd you say fuck me, though? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The face you want to be slapping is right over here.
0: Brody's like, why is the jelly only on my shit? Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm I'm saying. Uh, Like earlier, he was like, under whose authority do you have to? He's a fucking sheriff, dude.
0: Why is this not? I just, I don't get it. And honestly, it only in a second for me cements how much of a piece of shit vaughn is yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. but we'll get there in just a second mm-hmm. she says that now alex is dead and there's nothing that can be done she just wanted him to know that and she promptly leaves i did think she was here to work that shark like a punching bag but yeah. i guess that's <laughs> no. well I mean, I mean it really felt
1: like you wanted this motherfucker we caught him she's like oh hell yeah, yeah. she's yeah. all taking her earrings off <laughs> 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 about to whoop some ass no
0: no just here to slap the only man who was trying to yeah yep. But after she leaves and not within earshot of anyone, really, Vaughn <laughs> apologizes to Brody, saying that Mrs. Kintner was wrong. He texts it to him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just the crying it's emoji S S R Y. But Brody says that Mrs. Kintner isn't wrong and walks away. So again, it just shows the character of Brody he takes personal responsibility for everything that happens, even though it's not his fault. Yeah. I mean,
1: even if he didn't sell Vaughn out to Mrs. Kittner, I yeah. would have been like, no, you and no, you yeah. and I both fucking know yeah. the real, you know, whose, whose hands the blood is on. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I would have fucking read him for Phil. The Brody's oh, yeah. a better man yeah. than me. That's well, all I'm he saying. He deserves it. And also mm-hmm.
0: I think that it shows real leadership would be Vaughn stepping up. Yeah. But he's like, no. sorry about that. You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look like it hurt. Man. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) He's making sure no one's there. He's like, you want some ice for that cheek? (laughs)
1: It's like, you
0: fucker. I fucking hate this dude.
1: (laughs) He's like, we can be friends in secret.
0: (laughs) But back at their home, Brody sits sadly and silently at the dinner table with Sean, who is mimicking his every move. Brody catches on to this, and it becomes a little game between the two of them until Brody asks for a kiss on the cheek. Sean asks him why, and he says because he needs it.
1: This is so adorable. Mm, yeah. And again, only makes me like and care about Brody more. Yeah. And I mean, the sobering fact is that it could have been him or his brother. That oh, this yeah. Happened oh, yeah. To. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's a, a lot to fucking mm-hmm. di- Like, that's a lot to process all while you're trying to take care of, you know, this fucking idiot mayor who doesn't yeah. care that people <laughs> are dying. It's just a lot. It
0: really is. And I do think that... It not only we already looked at Brody as like the moral center. Right. But seeing that he is actually hurt by what happened. He's not, you know, fucking Vaughn's, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. Sorry And then he's like going and drinking with like whatever. you know. He's like taking it home with him. It's very sad. Yeah. Yeah. But Sean does kiss him on the cheek. But there's suddenly a knock on the door and Ellen goes to answer it. It's Hooper who lets himself in before she can let him in, and he's brought two bottles of wine.
1: As every guest should. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's just Please. good
0: guest behavior. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sean is sent to his room as Hooper sits down with Ellen and Brody. Hooper facetiously asks him, How was your day? And they laugh. Mm. Hooper says that he brought red and white wine because he didn't know what they'd be having before asking for Brody's untouched dinner and tucking into it. His
1: entire yeah. ass yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that <made me> laugh.
0: <laughs> But Ellen starts small talk saying, so my husband tells me you're in sharks. Like a shark salesman? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hooper laughs because it's a fucking hilarious way to put it. But he says that he loves sharks. He went fishing as a child and accidentally ran afoul a shark who basically devoured his entire boat, forcing him to swim back to shore. He says he watched from the shore as his boat was taken apart and he's been fascinated ever since.
1: I mean, you really could have gone two ways with it. Yes. Being utterly fascinated or never going in water again. And either way is justified. I would say so, yeah.
0: Uh, In the screenplay, it just says Hooper tells a boyhood story about a shark. (laughs) So I don't know if Richard Dreyfuss just... Right. You know? But Hooper says that's why he's going to go to the Institute tomorrow to tell them that they still have a shark problem here. Ellen is confused considering what she's heard on the news, but Hooper tells her they caught a shark, not the shark. He says he wanted to prove that today by cutting it open, but they weren't having it. Brody pours the red wine against Hooper's protest to let it breathe, but he just blows it off. I will say... I get why I was (laughs) I was waiting (laughs) on it. I get why Brody wants the wine now, but please let your red wine breathe. Yeah, no. He wasn't trying to hear that show. Not at all. I
1: love how he filled up the
0: glass. Yeah. No, yeah. I I do not blame him. He fills one for everyone. I will say have you ever drank a glass of wine and it feels like all the moisture is sucked out of your mouth?
1: sure all
0: right
1: It's <laughs> because it you breathe, didn't let it right? breathe
0: yeah you soften those tannins yeah you... i'm a
1: quick study yeah. and the legs right there yeah it's well, part of it mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah and it's wet
0: <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> and you drink it uh-huh. but hooper and ellen snicker as brody pours glasses for all of them hooper says brody will be the only sane man left on the island when he leaves tomorrow he says he's headed off on the aurora an 18-month research trip to study sharks Ellen goes in on Brody a little bit, saying how much he hates the boats, water. She says that it's a thing from childhood and there's a clinical word for it. Brody says, Yeah, drowning.
1: That's hilarious. (laughs) I'm like, You really need to put me on Front Street like that? This dude that's an expert on water and And, sharks. Oh, this fucking piece of chicken. (laughs) It's like.
0: (laughs) He cries in the back. (laughs) (laughs) Ellen. God damn. But Brody asks if it's true that most people are attacked by sharks in shallow water, which didn't start until swimming became recreational, and Hooper says that it is, and that a lot of attacks actually go unreported. Brody asks if lone sharks or rogue sharks find an area full of food and hang out until the food is gone. Hooper says that it's called territoriality, a theory that he agrees with. Brody then suggests that they have one more drink, then go and cut that shark open.
1: Hell yeah. Cut Ellen- it up. Cut <laughs> it up.
0: <laughs> Ellen asks if he can do that, and he says, "Of course he can do that. He can do anything. He's the chief of police."
1: That's what's up. Yeah, yeah.
0: he's like, "I don't need a fucking water. I'm the <laughs> chief." Of- <laughs> yeah. But we got to Brody holding a flashlight for Hooper, who is wrist deep in shark parts. He throws out a fish head, a full fish, a can. He does gag a little bit which is I was like yeah. I bet that
1: shit's <laughs> Oh yeah. And then it's all over his clothes. Yeah. yeah
0: <laughs> not good. They also find a Louisiana license plate which I mean even if you're a shark that had to hurt going down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Hooper says that a tiger shark is like a garbage can. It'll eat anything. But that's all they find in the shark's guts. Brody says that they need to call the mayor and close the beach. But Hooper says there's an even worse problem. There is still a massive shark out there looking to feed. Hooper says the shark is a night feeder and suggests that they go out to find him right now. I don't necessarily agree that it's a night feeder. (laughs) Yeah, no, because we've seen. In (laughs) broad (laughs) (laughs) daylight. We've seen to the contrary. Yeah, Yeah. I will say with all the midnight snacks, I could qualify as a. Yeah. (laughs) But Brody is hesitant, saying that he's not drunk enough to get on a boat, but Hooper says that he can do it. Cut to a little bit later, the lights of a boat piercing through the night sky. On the boat, Brody walks around, wine bottle in hand and wearing a flotation device. Clearly a little buzzed, if not more, Brody talks about his time as a cop in New York. How with all the problems piling up, it felt like you weren't doing anything at all. But in a town like Amity, one person can make a difference— he says in 25 years, Amity has never had a shooting or a murder even.
1: A murder by a human. Yes.
0: Because yeah. <laughs> we got about two. To th-
1: yeah. <laughs> and, a- and apparently the boats are wild. Too, yeah, uh, according true. to the
0: mayor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when did that shit happen, dude? In the last 25, 25- how long have you been mayor? Yeah. What's going on? But for that fun fact about the lack of crime, Hooper offers him a pretzel, which Brody declines. <laughs> yeah. Instead, Brody just asks where they are, and Hooper says that it's right in the middle of where the shark has been feeding. Cool. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? His boat is outfitted with all types of screens, monitors, and underwater cameras, and he explains that he paid for it mostly himself, and apparently comes from a very wealthy family. Brody says it doesn't make much sense that with all that money, he's out here watching sharks, but Hooper says that it doesn't make much sense for a guy who hates the water to be living on an island.
1: You know what? Yeah. yeah, you got me there. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Brody says that it's only an island if you look at it from the water, which Hooper sarcastically says makes a lot of sense. I enjoy these two together. Yes. Yes. Yeah, they're they're pretty funny. I think that their differences, they're contrasting. Yeah. It just makes for a really good comedy yeah. and character moments. Oh yeah. But after an atmospheric shot of the boat, the sonar starts making noise, so Hooper navigates the boat in the direction of the disturbance. Shining a light into the water, they see an abandoned and absolutely busted boat that Brody says belongs to Gardner. Hooper insists that he check it out and gets his gear on to do so. As he does, the camera follows Brody's light, panning across the boat where we find, well, I mean, what appears to be a big fucking shark bunny. (laughs) But with his flippers and goggles on, Hooper snags a flashlight, calming a very nervous Brody and telling him not to touch anything while he's gone. Hooper dives into the water, and we follow him as he swims under Gardner's boat, switching on the light and finding a fair amount of damage done to the hull. Hooper investigates a sizable hole, reaching inside and finding a shark's tooth about the size of his hand. God, it was yeah. fucking huge. <laughs> they downplay it later. He says it was like su- some size, and yeah, it was yeah. way bigger. Yeah, I, was like, <laughs> no, I
1: feel like everything that happens in this piece is downplayed yeah. <laughs> yeah. to me.
0: That is very fair. Because just then, Gardner's pale and bloated corpse floats into frame, blocking the hole. Hooper in disbelief shines the flashlight at him, discovering his face frozen in terror, one eye bulging and one eye completely missing.
1: Terrifying. Yes. I was not prepared. I was not ready. I was very fucking taken aback. I will say, though, that this scene really made me like Hooper even more uh-huh. yeah. because I feel like it's very easy to fill this role as, like, the brainiac or, like, the guy with the answers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you find out, like, oh, he's a rich boy. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. this motherfucker will get in the water. We're yes. yeah. in the middle of where the shark has been feeding. Like, I mean, he's bold. He's yeah. brave. I, maybe a little bit stupid. You know <laughs> what I mean? To be doing yeah. this. But it just I feel like it makes his character more well-rounded than just being the guy that stands in the back and says, you know species names. You know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah. just I appreciated that. Well that's
2: why I was getting late all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right.
0: Yeah. He's bold. <laughs> yeah. just dive into the fucking, <laughs> I mean, but then when you have a well-rounded character like that, it's not someone who's all talk. Yeah. yeah. And then leaving it to someone else. Yeah, he's like, no, I'll go down there. I will agree there is some stupidity in curiosity and courage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean there's also a lot of strength in doing what the fuck he's doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Brody's on there with a flotation device.
1: But I, uh, you know there's what? There's a lot of wisdom.
0: There's a lot of smarts and staying your ass on the boat yeah. exactly so it's everybody what uh, we're
1: not gonna do <laughs>
0: yeah everybody's fine yes. he's fine don't worry about it
1: we love them all
0: <laughs> but hooper jumps back dropping the flashlight and the tooth surfacing and rushing back to his boat so again the sequence is incredible mm-hmm. it's another excellent sequence that is definitely horror mm-hmm. oh yeah and extremely surprising and really testing the boundaries of what i think a pg film can do right absolutely
1: that was a fucking body (laughs) yeah
0: with one eye missing it (laughs) was was a lot i did read because i thought i was like man the face looks great i think they said that they did a cast of the actor because this was not filmed with the actor okay this was filmed during the editing process because the editor who was verna fields Mm -hmm. she was in the process of editing the film and spielberg thought that they needed something extra here Mm -hmm. so she's literally editing the film in her pool house and so spielberg and a couple of others film this scene in her pool
1: okay uh, <laughs> i i would never know in a million no, years no but no okay so that makes sense because in the next scene i'm like why are y'all not leading with the fact yes that, yeah. that, that this you dude found is fucking dead <laughs> and yeah. it was a local yes and they're just like man i found a tooth though
0: it's yeah. like what, what the fuck are you That's talking about Garner's fucking dead dude <laughs> <laughs> But the next day, Hooper and Brody do meet with Vaughn, telling him that the problem is far worse than they thought. They do leave out the corpse. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) They say a great white shark has staked claim in the waters around Amity Island, and it will continue feeding as long as there's food in the water. They've already had three attacks, two deaths in the past few days alone. They call upon history. They say in 1916, the same thing happened in New Jersey, five deaths in the span of one week. Hooper says a shark is attracted to the exact kind of motion that's caused by human beings swimming in the ocean, and it can't be avoided.
1: Great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good to know. Food for thought.
0: Yeah. I love Brody is like, it's like a goddamn dinner bell for them. Yeah. <laughs> but Hooper even tells Vaughn about the tooth that he found. But unfortunately, there's no evidence of the tooth to prove the story's veracity
1: okay so this is when i'm getting even more pissed off hmm. because first of all you're sitting there trying to tell us what to do mm-hmm. and you're repeating your fucking anchor jacket all yeah. right we're 50 <laughs> we're 50 minutes into the film get something else get one fish whatever yeah. um I, i'm already mad at you for that and then he tells him about the tooth this motherfucker turns to brody and is like and, did and you see? oh yeah i was fu- <laughs> what motive <laughs> does this man have to come and shut your beaches down why would he do that why would he lie
0: i understand that you might think that brody is trying to wrangle something up right right but you don't know who this is a
1: a completely (laughs) separate party that doesn't belong here doesn't have any stake in what goes on Uh here
0: you met him the one time plus that's his job yeah (laughs) that's why he's here you're being
1: willfully ignorant and that drives me nuts
0: but the story of the tooth does fall on deaf ears because unlike the shark fawn's not biting nah (laughs) (laughs) he's not budging either though and he says that amity's entire economy depends on the beaches remaining open but brody says that they not only need to close them they need to alert the coast guard to hire someone to kill the shark
1: i mean we could get the self-assured gentleman from the town meeting or (laughs) i mean this dude is literally like we need the tourist money and if a couple of them get eight i mean Mm, yeah (laughs) he's literally like i'm like we need this not much has changed, huh? I guess if not. you made
2: this today, it'd be the it same. Has not, sure. Yeah, that's the thing. I, that's is, what's so gross. Yeah, I'm, I no, wonder no.
1: how people felt about seeing this in 1975. Yeah, if this rang as realistic, because I can see in a different time of being like, okay, nobody would really. Yeah, you know, people are dying. Da da da. Whatever. Sure. Watching this yeah. in 2022, I'm like, uh huh. Yeah. One hundred percent. Like that. made that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Again, like I said, tourist dollars in one hand, a couple of, you know, shark related deaths in the other. They're not closing. Yeah, Yeah, they're not closing the town. But Vaughn walks them around the billboard that we saw earlier. Only now, someone has drawn a large shark fin in the water, as well as a frightened face on the swimming woman, and a word bubble reading, help, shark. <laughs> I mean, they got right to me. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. It wasn't it's- clear enough. Let's add a word bubble. <laughs> it's like a political cartoon that's like, yeah, we get it. We- yeah. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> Jesus Christ, you hate us. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not wrong. No, it's not. And somehow this billboard is more pressing to Vaughn than the actual shark treating Amity like an all-you-can-eat. He wants the vandals caught and arrested, and this is enough for Hooper, who bids them goodbye, not wanting to waste any more of his time.
1: This is literally the moment where he became my favorite character. Because
0: he's, he's like, like all right, yeah, yeah. I'm not well, wasting my yeah, fucking
1: breath. He's like, Brody, uh, you better get your friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's
0: sick of it. It's like on Sunny when she's like, shut up, baby dick. He's yeah. like, oh, well, well, well I'm leaving. I'm so. <laughs> nah, he's like, I'm not going to sit here for that. For that.
2: <laughs> he's trying to fucking help and he's not listening. At all. <laughs>
0: But Brody coaxes Hooper back, Hooper telling Vaughn that the shark is literally an eating machine, a miracle of evolution. He motions back to the signs, saying that those proportions are actually correct, which, uh, please close the beaches now, if that's fucking accurate. But Vaughn questions Hooper's motives, saying that he's just trying to get his name in National Geographic before storming off himself. Hooper just laughs at the absurdity of it all.
1: It's not as though he's trying to prove the existence of
0: sharks. Yeah. No. Like, I don't know. <laughs> They'll call it the Hooper <laughs> Shark. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are I you doing? I don't know
1: what you think this is.
0: Brody follows Vaughn to his car, saying that if they make a real effort, they might be able to still have August for the tourism. Vaughn just laughs. The fourth is tomorrow, and the beaches will be open. He says if they're concerned, do whatever they have to do to make the beaches safe, but they will be open.
1: <sighs> Again... As someone who lived through 2020, yeah. Yeah. this was triggering. Yeah.
0: <laughs> a little bit. They're kind of foreshadowing a. Yeah. I it. I think the thing to me is that literally, what the fuck can he do to make them safe outside of closing them? Yeah. No shit. So nothing, basically.
2: No. Uh, I guess like guard sharks. Yeah, get a couple on your on your like side. And them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> give them a roast. So like, look, the shark mafia is really
0: breathing down their yeah. neck.
1: Find out if they like roast, though. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> because not all of
0: them do. That's true. They they're picky. They're like us. Yeah. <laughs> but in a bit of a montage, we see Brody and Hooper working tirelessly, calling the Coast Guard, consulting other experts, etc. But meanwhile, dozens and dozens of tourists arrive in Amity from the roads and the ferry, filling the streets with crowds of people and lines of vehicles.
1: Lunch is here. Yeah, yeah
2: they weren't bullshitting about that crowd.
0: No. no. And you know the shark's fucking cabbage patching and <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Putting on a bib or whatever. <laughs> we then cut to a video game where kids are shooting at a shark underwater. I was like, this is a little on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I swear, okay. I assume that this game was made for the production for this scene, Uh but it's actually a game that was made by Sega in 1972. Uh Oh, wow. So they just had it and used it. Nice. But we see Brody patrolling the beach, which is filled with people having the time of their lives. It's
1: fucking packed.
0: It only, and again, it only fills you with more fear. Yeah. Seeing all these people out there, but fucking the mayor is doing the worm or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but, bro- but Brody radios into <laughs> Hooper, who is patrolling the waters, and he sees nothing on the sonar, so there's no sign of the shark. On the beach, though, an interviewer played by Peter Benchley, (laughs) the author of Jaws, walks along the beach filming a report. He speaks of the beautiful beaches of Amity Island, but says lately a cloud in the shape of a killer shark has been hanging over the community. (laughs) Does
1: that make any (laughs) sense?
0: What? It's not the best. Who wrote this? uh, Well, hopefully not Peter Benchley.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That killed me. That
0: was great. But we see Vaughn making his rounds on the beach, but he stops when he spies Posner and his wife, played by Belle McDonald. He asks Posner why he isn't in the water, and Posner tries to piece together a bullshit excuse about waiting for his sunscreen to be absorbed, but Vaughn interrupts him, saying nobody is going in the water, and asking him politely to please go in.
1: Why don't you get yeah, in the water with your ugly you. ass suit? Yeah, well, you he's you gonna go get, get the suit there. wet. You know, no. No. Well, that suit needs to get something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> the, water the washer. Will help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I was so mad. Yeah. Well, he's not gonna do. He's he is the opposite of Hooper. He doesn't have yeah, the courage. Yeah. You're right. But very reluctantly, and almost to the fucking rhythm of a funeral march. <laughs> <laughs> the Posner's grab a raft and their three children. Yes. I was like, not the children. Uh-huh. And they head right into the water. Seeing that they aren't ripped to shreds immediately, tourists begin to join them, filling the shallow waters near the shore as Vaughn smiles. The Posner's look at each other like, we're going to die, kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is it. <laughs> I was like, why couldn't you have left them on the beach with a friend or something? Yeah. If you are so fucking indebted Ate to the, mare, the yeah. mayor, yeah. then you get in the water. Or why do you take your wife? Yeah. I just, this is just horrible. He's like,
1: honey, why don't you yeah. go yeah. get the water. You said till death is what
0: I heard. <laughs> <laughs> that includes shark bites. But Brody sees Michael and several of his friends carrying his birthday boat toward the water, and he stops to talk to him for a moment. He asks his son to take the boat and put it in the nearby pond instead. Michael says that the pond is for old ladies, but Brody asks him to please do it for the old man, to which Michael reluctantly agrees.
1: Michael was really going to take his ass in that water? I am yeah. surprised sir.
0: Yeah. Like, You've not
1: been paying any attention. We've right. been talking about this at home. He's I bring like, this home with me every <laughs> night. It's
0: unbelievable. It, and he's not a millennial. He's not like, if we die, if I die, I die. Yeah. That's just, <laughs> that's just what it is. He's too, well, too he's old to be a millennial.
2: His friends, that's his birthday gift. That's you know true. I mean? Got to show off the boat. Yeah. No.
0: From the boardwalk though, Ellen gets Brody's attention, mouthing to him that she's got Sean, which Brody is glad to hear. But then we immediately see Sean, <laughs> <laughs> rushing off to join michael and his friends who are bringing the boat to the pond i was okay why did she mouth it instead of yelling it and she does not have sean (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) sean's like like hell you do yeah fucking (laughs) no (laughs) you don't but yeah i i just i don't get what's happening there but the beachgoers splash around and unbeknownst to them basically telling the shark come and get it literally it's
1: like it's a fucking buffet yeah
0: We even get underwater POV shots, which so far in this film have not been a good sign. Yeah. Mm -mm. Hendrix radios in, thinking that he saw a shadow, but once again, nothing comes up on the radar. But back underwater, we see legs kicking joyfully, keeping the happy swimmers afloat. Like I had said earlier, this is where the sound design is just chef's kiss, Mm -hmm. because that dip and then surfacing, great work. But back on the beach, Vaughn is being interviewed, and he shares the news that they've actually caught and killed a large... Predator that supposedly injured some bathers. It's like
1: there's a lot of qualifiers. (laughs)
0: There's a lot wrong with this sentence. But he says that it's a beautiful day, the beaches are open, and the people are having a wonderful time. Amity, as you know, means friendship.
1: No. Yeah, I know. Except for that house, right? (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) But just as he says this, we're taken back into the water where through the happy tourists, one swimmer notices something moving through the water a large shark's fin she screams oh my god alerting others who notice it as well and attempt to swim away one dude pulls a george costanza (laughs) that's
1: literally i said not the man with the costanza energy
0: (laughs) he bursts through the posner's raft knocking the kids into the water (laughs) and he just swims to the shore the officers patrolling the waters see the shark too and hooper radios into brody to get the swimmers out of the water A lifeguard begins to blow their whistle, which Brody puts a stop to. Another lifeguard, played by Steven Spielberg, urges the (laughs) Taurus on a bullhorn to get out of the water. I would put myself in my films, too. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. (laughs) I'm not going to hold this against Steve.
1: He's like, I don't think they like water.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, if that... Don't do that. (laughs) He's like, they like New York strip steak.
1: (laughs) 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 Thank you, mysterious side character Who had nothing to do with (laughs) it.
0: But in a very structured manner, police boats guide everyone toward the beach. Some fully grown adult motherfucker knocks another kid off of a raft, <laughs> stealing it for himself. Yeah. He literally says, hey, get off! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: I hope the TV cameras are catching I this.
0: All time. Unbelievable! And the sad thing, again, just like with what we were saying earlier about the politics, yeah, this is absolutely, you can see yeah, you oh, can see how I see this going you, down.
1: You want to think that this is absolutely ridiculous, but it nah. is not by any any stretch. Not
0: at all. Some lady just screams in the water, holding her child as a helicopter swoops by overhead. It soon devolves into a full panic folks getting trampled on the shore they
1: were trampling old people yeah
0: and it was really fucked up the shot of that old man getting stepped on (laughs)
1: oh my god
0: but everyone escapes the water and vaughn looks on as if to say i'm never going to financially recover from
1: this
0: (laughs) (laughs) police boats surround the shark fin in the water several guns drawn the fin however dips beneath the water and we see that it's made of cardboard Two boys, played by brothers, Jonathan Searle and Stephen Searle, emerge from under the water. The younger brother points at the older brother, proclaiming, he made me do it.
1: <laughs> These little bastards. Yeah, I was so I was mad. like, yeah. I kind of yeah. felt like it It was not
0: real. Yeah. Bruce, yeah.
1: because we got out of the water too quickly. Bruce True. is hungry. I don't think he's going to strike unless he's taking a yeah, motherfucker down. Yeah. Uh-huh. But. This is hilarious, no, right? It's great. Like they had to build that. Yeah. <laughs> <And> yeah. <laughs> nobody saw them get in the water with it. <laughs> and just logistically, this is hilarious. And somebody dropped a ball. Yeah. How did y'all not see that?
0: Did they show up before the beachgoers and just, <laughs> just <laughs> dip underwater? I will say though, I mean, older siblings always dragging you into shit, I tell yeah. you. It's... Uh, Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> a very fun fact that I did read is that the younger brother, Jonathan actually went on to become the chief of police in the town where Jaws was filmed.
2: Uh, That's (laughs) amazing. I don't
0: know if the shark attacks have stopped or. (laughs) (laughs) But the police pull the boys onto their boats as Hooper radios into Brody that it's all just a bunch of bullshit. The fucking Wolfington brothers (laughs) 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 have pulled a prank. (laughs) Not two signs reference. It's unbelievable. (laughs) But as a voice on the loudspeaker alerts the beachgoers of the prank, a woman on the opposite side of the beach notices a real shark fin moving in the water. We know this because the music is here this time. It's like, (laughs) yeah, this is real. But she screams shark shark. Brody hears her. But after the prank, he's like, great. Now what? It's so funny because everybody <laughs>
1: was so deflated after that prank that yeah. this woman's literally like, there's this- a shark in the pond
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> And everybody's like, shut up, science yeah.
0: bitch.
1: <laughs> like, nobody gives a shit yeah. at all.
0: <laughs> But Brody takes off running when she does scream in the pond. <laughs> oh, the shark God. is in the pond.
1: Brody, where you sent your son. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <the shark. laughs>
0: I did laugh because Ellen's also like, Michael's in the pond. It's yeah. like, we, we, we knew. Know. <laughs> you made a big deal. You did the boat thing. Yeah.
1: Like, Do you have Sean or not?
0: <laughs> That's the real question. And she's never like, Where's Sean? Yeah. <laughs> but Michael hangs out with his friends on the boat, oblivious of what's going on, also cursing, which is realistic. They're like, get the damn, the gaggle. I was like, oh my God. (laughs) That was us. But a man in a rowboat played by Ted Grossman pulls up alongside them, checking in to see if they're okay. Unfortunately for him, we see a shark's fin gaining on him from the side. His boat is promptly capsized, and we see from above, slightly opaque from the water, the massive mouth of a great white shark. Michael and his friends fall into the water, too, for some reason. I don't know. (laughs) Michael watching as the man is pulled under. The man rises up, screaming in terror, his leg severed and descending down to the ocean floor.
1: That leg got taken fucking clean off. Yeah, and it looks meaty, too.
0: Yeah. yeah. The shark's like, this is what I want. (laughs) But blood fills the area. Michael frozen in terror as the shark swims away. Brody finally makes it over, Michael's friends pulling a catatonic Michael from the water.
1: He just fucking passed out. Yeah. I mean, not that I blame him. No. But, and it's funny to me because did is that guy dead? I oh, don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, because everybody's like, I mean, Michael. I was like, that yeah. man got his <laughs> leg ripped off. He's like, and ne- <laughs> he's like, Oh, He's already gone. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> and I never saw him again. Well, well, like, he's, he's, no he's chum again. now.
2: What <laughs> 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 I thought was funny was when he was going over there, somebody screams out, a gun. Who's got a gun or something? Oh, what, to shoot the yeah. shark? Well, <laughs> And I'm sitting, I'm like, wait, you're the police. Yeah. We're, oh, that's the, a good point. Not only that, the mayor's there. Where's his security? Where you're, this is, you're telling me nobody here has a gun. You know what I mean? Like nobody at not all. Any, well,
0: you don't often bring your gun to the beach. It's not, <laughs> no,
1: no, <laughs> it's but there's, let it
0: sunbathe. Yeah. <laughs> you keep that thing on, yeah. yeah, I guess not. Well, but I mean all the police that are out there, yeah. the major police presence and you're not like, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. But the sharks just like, all right, do you want me to yeah. I'll take this <laughs> guy? But,
1: but it was all up on that dude. And there were, kids right yeah, by yeah. so i mean no, i don't true. know if they and had after a just shot. being
0: pranked they're like let's make sure it's a real <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No,
1: they did, a- they did have guns because yeah, they when pointed the wolfington at the kids. brothers popped out of the water <laughs> <laughs> it, was a fucking face, it was a face full of guns
0: but michael is clearly in shock and ellen sobs loudly asking if he's dead sean cries as brody gets a blanket for his son brody then stares out into the water because now it's personal
1: I put all right shark now it's personal (laughs) I just want somebody to pick up Sean and comfort him that was was real I think they really
0: scared that kid or something but again with the fleeting glances of the shark like it looks you know this so far we've seen more of the shark than we have seen the whole film Mm -hmm. yeah whenever we see that shot above the water I want to talk about Joe Alves who was the production designer and art director who designed the look of the shark and it was built by Robert Maddy, who actually worked on 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea for Disney. Oh, oh. shit. He made that giant squid. Uh-huh. It, he, it's I guess this is his thing. <laughs> <laughs> but they said that they actually designed and built several sharks, depending on what they needed for the shot. Yeah. And so you see, if you look at behind-the-scenes photos, you'll see a shark that's only one side, and then it's just a bunch of controls on the yeah. other side. And sometimes it's just the head. Like they really use what they needed. for yeah, you know, yeah. It's just incredible. Yeah. But they said that the first model that they built of the shark, they tested at universal. And then when they brought it out, the salt water just fucking ruined it because uh-huh. <laughs> they tested it in fresh water. Yeah. Right. And so they had to rebuild it from the ground up. And they said that 10 to 12 people were operating the shark at a time, but that it was always fucking up. Mm-hmm. And so the plan was initially to have so much shark in this film but because of all the fuck ups, Spielberg said that he decided to go more Hitchcock than Godzilla. All right. And so the film to me is better for it. No, absolutely, yeah. yes. So you get those fleeting glances instead of, imagine if the opening of the film, you see the entire shark.
2: Yeah, yeah I know. If he came out out of the water and like <laughs> yeah. walked yeah. on land. Be like, what her, the yeah. fuck. <laughs> I'm like, God,
0: walked just shooting the fire way. out of his mouth. It's He's like, amphibious now. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Godzilla. I mean, yeah. <laughs> one thing that did make me laugh on the making of the producers is, I, I don't want to say how out of the loop they are on animals, but they were like, so what if we trained a real oh, shark God. and they promptly were told you can't do that? What?
1: The <laughs> fuck? They're like, no, but what if we paid it, though, Yeah,
0: <laughs> he enjoys Rubbing New York Strip. Yeah. <laughs> but later at the hospital, a nurse played by Ayn Royman tells the family that the doctor says that it's just mild shock and then Michael can go home tomorrow. Ellen and Brody check in on him, and he weakly requests his toy cars and some coffee ice cream. After Michael is taken into his room for the night, Brody hands Sean over to Ellen, asking if she wants to take him home. She asks, New York? And he says, no, home here. But she leaves him very unhappy. In the crowd of people, though, Brody finds Vaughn, who immediately apologizes to him, but Brody drags him into another room, reaching into Vaughn's pocket for a pin. Brody says Vaughn's going to do the only thing he's good for, signing a voucher so that they can hire Quinn to kill the shark.
1: He like slinks by (laughs) yeah, before he grabs him. I'll admit, I wasn't expecting him to take any count any, oh. any kind of accountability no um so that was shocking but then we get into why exactly yeah. which fuck you dude yeah. <laughs> like, i just i cannot stand this guy and when he reached for his pin i was like did he leave it in the cell with Lecter? yeah
0: <laughs> but bonds in his own little world just repeating august but brody tells him that the summer's over he's the mayor of shark city now <laughs> he's right yeah Vaughn says that he was acting in the town's best interest and Brody says he was and will continue to do so by signing the voucher to pay Quint what he wants to kill the shark. Vaughn takes a drag from his cigarette after it becomes all too real for him. He says, my kids were on the beach too.
1: You fucking piece of shit. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. He finally signs the voucher. I, just, I can't. I think that for me was just the nail in the coffin for this character. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's like, no, but my kids I, this could have affected yeah. me though. Yeah.
1: Um, also smoking in a hospital. Oh yeah. <laughs> <that's> yeah. <too. laughs> you love disease. <to> <laughs> Nineteen
0: seventy five, man. Yeah. Yes. But Brody and Hooper arrive at Quince, who says that he has a few conditions still. Ten thousand dollars for the shark, two thousand dollars a day whether he catches him or not get the mayor off of his back with some zoning bullshit, one case of apricot brandy, <laughs> and Brody buys the lunch.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I feel like you got a little petty at the end. A little bit. Again, he's risking his life. Yeah. You just milk it however you want to. It's killed three people yes. at this yeah. point and a dog?
0: Because we never learned what happened to the leg, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming he's dead. It's like, yeah. no, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody Is cares. Is Michael okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But again, and this makes me like Brody even more, because after all that listed demands, Brody chimes in two cases of apricot brandy. Aww. Yeah. I was like, this dude's good. But he says that Quint will have dinner ready for him when he gets back. <laughs> <laughs> Surrounded by skeletal jaws of dead sharks, which is a very good sign because Quint knows his shit. Yeah. yeah. Quint pours what I assume to be moonshine, which he says he made himself, mm-hmm. offering a toast for him and Brody. Here's to swimming with bow-legged women before Quint downs his. Brody drinks half of his before promptly spitting it out. (laughs) Quint checks on yet another jawbone that he's boiling before heading upstairs. Brody hands off his glass to Hooper, telling him not to drink it, but he immediately does and coughs. (laughs) (laughs) Brody tells Quint that he'll need an extra hand, introducing Hooper, but Quint knows who he is already and doesn't seem impressed by his CV. As a test, he tosses Hooper a rope and tells him to tie a sheep shank. Hooper does this with ease, tossing it to Quint, who now doesn't really seem to care about it at all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think you were going to be able to
0: do it. It's like, all right, next (laughs) test. But he says that he wants to look at Hooper's hands. He holds them in his, telling him that he has city hands. And all he does is count money. Hooper pulls away, saying that he doesn't need this working class hero crap. But Brody breaks it up. Quint saying that maybe he should just go alone and do it himself. Brody, though, says that it's his charter, so it's his party. Quint finally relents, but he reminds them. On his vessel, he's mate, master, pilot, and captain. He says that he'll take Hooper for ballast, which I had to look up. It means he's useless, basically. Ballast is, like, used to improve the stability of a boat, so it's basically just trash. All right. Which I... I I mean That's That's terrible That's so <laughs>
1: mean. Like I I get that you're the expert or whatever mm-hmm. but Hooper is the only one that has been speaking any kind of reason yeah. of course besides Brody yeah it's it's not fair just because his hands are soft like, That's it. Yeah. he likes his lotion like leave him alone
0: yeah. he moisturizes Yes, it does make me laugh you said it earlier but Quint's entire energy in this scene is shut up science <laughs> yeah. like, the whole thing and
1: the whole like the dick swinging contest yeah. Like, yeah. the shark's dick is always bigger <laughs> like let's maybe band together and go after that thing that's trying to fucking eat us. Yeah, yeah i mean i don't know
2: you would think that maybe he's speaking a different language but you're saying the same fucking absolutely exactly
0: yeah you're just going about it different ways yeah i did see on that documentary that there was an onset feud between richard dreyfus and robert shaw <laughs> And the thing was is that Dreyfus would later say that whenever they were offset, they were perfectly fine. Yeah. Robert Shaw would tell stories, he was a great man, but then when they got on set, he would just fuck with him.
1: It's because he was getting laid so yeah. <laughs> he, he was, was jealous.
0: jealous. Yeah. <laughs> but I, to me, I think that that's just part of getting into character because that's who Quint is. Yeah. You know, I don't think it, it was anything personal. That's
1: a, that's a really good point. And I'm sure they were able to use that yeah. in yeah. moments like this
0: too. Absolutely. There was this very sweet video I saw and it like made me kind of well up a little bit because it was Richard Dreyfuss on some talk show I think in the UK Mm -hmm. and the talk show host was telling him I guess he had introduced Dreyfuss to Robert Shaw's granddaughter backstage and she was like 14 or 15 at the time and as he's talking about it dreyfus is like tearing up Aww. and i did not know this but four years after this film came out robert shaw passed away Aww. Aww. he was only 51 years old yeah. and so he was telling his granddaughter all these stories about him and everything and like they're both tearing it's a very sweet Aww. clip yeah, yeah. please go find it because it made me very to cry? yeah <laughs> it was very bittersweet but it's like this is very sweet yeah, yeah. and i hope they stayed in touch yeah but later Hooper checks a long list of things that he's bringing along for the expedition while Quint just seems to be bringing one bag and some rope. I guess he's got everything else on the boat, (laughs) but he stops asking Hooper if he's some kind of half-assed astronaut before laughing his ass off and stepping onto his boat. The thing was, is that the thing he was carrying was like a can of something. So it's like everything that he sees, he's going to find something. (laughs) But after he gets onto the Orca, Hooper is about to bring an anti-shark cage onto the ship and he earns even more ire from Quint who breaks it down. So Hooper's in the cage, the cage goes into the water, the shark is in the water too, their shark. He just smiles and sings, farewell and adieu to you fair Spanish ladies. (laughs) (laughs) And he walks off toward the controls. He stops in the doorway still singing and Hooper chuckles nervously as Quint laughs even more.
2: This is like the fucking beginning to a sitcom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. They're both the same, but they're different. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a Nautical Else Matters on Tuesdays.
0: <laughs> it's like, man, because they, they were, they were bickering, but... I, <laughs> I JP with the pun is not the- what I... <laughs>
2: expected today (laughs) (laughs) it was just so funny the way they were i was like dude you're saying the same thing yes
0: and the thing to me is that you already have the dynamic of hooper and brody which is great yeah and now you have this yeah it's fantastic
1: so does that does nautical else matters come on before or after come in (laughs) well
0: after because you know you just need a little dessert after again Come in, little fart, little fart, 10 a.m. This is a <laughs> talk to <more> reference. <laughs> Get into it. Get into it. Patreon, only $5. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> at the dock, Ellen walks with Brody, talking to him like a kid going for a sleepover. Did you take your Dramamine? I gave you an extra pair of socks, etc. Mm-hmm. As she pulls his jacket on him, they watch Quint hurling some bit of abuse at the men loading <laughs> items onto the boat. Ellen surmises that he's Quint and admits that he scares her. Ellen asks what she'll tell the kids, and Brody puts it simply. Tell them I'm going fishing.
1: It's not a lie.
0: It's not. Yeah. They share a strong embrace, but Quint yells that they're losing daylight, so Brody leaves his wife and boards the vessel.
1: I feel like they probably should have had a bigger goodbye than that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Whether or not
1: they want to acknowledge it. Like there's a chance that he's not going to come back.
0: Yeah. A good chance. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've seen that shark in action. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But Quint still full of energy and having a blast spouts off what sounds like old pirate chanties. Here lies the body of Mary Lee died at the age of 103 for 15 years. She kept her virginity. Not a bad record for this vicinity. He just laughs. Yeah.
1: laughs. I was like, I'm, I'm scared. Yeah. Ellen
0: like runs away dramatically. She's like, you awful, yeah. awful man. <laughs> but in a very, very smart move and incredibly cool shot, the camera presses in through the skeletal jaw of a shark and out the window as we see the boat set sail.
1: I loved that. That was yeah. smart.
0: I loved it. But we see the men later in chummed waters, Brody tossing even more off the boat to entice the shark. Brody, of course, is wearing a flotation device around his neck, and he pours something onto a towel and inhales it. I don't know if it was to help with the smell of the chum... I didn't know if Dramamine was liquid that had to be inhaled in the 70s. Yeah. I don't know what's going on here.
1: Or he just wanted a little huff moment. Yeah, like we're it's we're about to do a lot of work. Yeah, I, mean. <laughs> it's like I brought some paint. <laughs> I, brought,
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I brought enough paint thinner for everyone. <laughs> but Brody asks who's driving the boat and is not pleased to hear from Quint that the tide is. Quint gives some back-in-my-day energy talking shit about the gadgets used by modern fishermen, mentioning electric toothbrushes, which, again, I didn't know existed in the 70s.
1: Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. It's like, we get it. You're old school.
3: Like, okay.
1: (laughs) I feel like I didn't think about that, though, about it being... I feel like this movie is so good that I forget that it's so old. That's
0: the thing. Not that old movies aren't good, but I feel like
1: it aged shockingly well yeah
0: i think there are things you know that stand out when you watch a movie from the 60s or 70s yeah like oh this is so of its time for sure yeah Yeah. yeah. i did see in an interview they did talk about the wardrobe that i think that they intentionally made it that way Mm -hmm. so that this will always be yeah yeah it's kind of like an evergreen film all right Right. although nobody uses a cell phone right yeah (laughs) (laughs) hey there's no clamshell phone so you don't have to get pissed (laughs) off yeah (laughs) But Quint cracks open a beer and tells Brody to drop another chum marker before downing the entire thing in one go, crushing the can and looking up at Hooper. Hooper then downs his coffee, crushing his cup like Quint crushed his can. <laughs> Just this constant one up. Yeah. I love it. Brody accidentally undoes a knot, though, sending tanks of compressed air tumbling around, earning the ire of Hooper, who tells him not to fuck around.
1: He's like, God damn it, Brody. Yeah. it's so mad <laughs> He does.
0: Him. He says you screw around with these tanks and they'll blow up.
1: Like, I get it. And I get that this is a lesson that you need to learn. But it was an accident. <laughs> it was an
0: accident. <laughs> but he needs to know how serious yeah. <laughs> Although learning that they blow up. Eh? Yeah. Interesting. Well, that's
1: good to know. I'm yeah. sure that won't. You no, know, whatever. No, it's no
0: big deal. Throw it away. It's just a fun fact. But Quint cracks wise about the equipment that Hooper brought, musing that the shark will probably just eat it. He saw a shark eating a rocking chair one time. I'm like, this guy's got a story for everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But when Hooper steps away, Quint leans in closer to Brody, telling him to just ask which line to pull next time. So I'm like, you know, he's well-rounded, too. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm here to fuck with Hooper. I don't. Right. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> no, we're
1: fine. <laughs> yeah, I'll help you. <laughs> you're getting me that second thing of apricot brandy. Exactly. <laughs> and the 10 grand as well. Yes.
0: So you're fine. But later, Quint teaches Brody how to tie a knot. But when it doesn't come out very well, he guides him in another practice. Suddenly, the line begins to click on the reel in front of Quint, who quietly notices this before strapping himself into his chair. He slowly lifts the reel and places it beneath him in a slot on the bottom of the chair, clicking in a harness as he does. He puts his feet up for stability, and just as Brody excitedly completes a perfect knot, the line takes off.
2: I was like, this man is really trying to catch a shark in a fucking barber chair.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't really get what like this, the chair to me, I'm like, is that standard? Is that?
1: I I don't know. I I think I said earlier that I'm not a fisherman. (laughs) That is
0: true,
2: that is true. I know I've seen some videos where they're like hunting sharks and shit. Uh
1: And yeah, they sit in them chairs. Fuck no, that's scary as shit. It is, but the way that he's just so like nonchalant about yeah. I was like, This man is about to be humbled. Yeah. Like I don't oh, think you no. realize what
0: we're up against. Yeah. No, not at all. Quint tells Brody to get behind him and for Hooper to man the controls and reverse the vessel. Brody wets the reel and tells Hooper to watch the starboard and go neutral. With no more movement, Quint begins to reel the line in, somewhat confused. He says the shark is either very smart or very dumb, but then it hits him. The shark has gone under the boat. Seeing what the shark did to Gardner's boat. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. But he tells Hooper to keep it steady because he's got something big. He tells the men to put their gloves on. And as they do, Hooper tells him to just let it go. Quint says that he may be hot shit in the lab, but here he's just super cargo. This just,
1: it really feels like whether they want to admit it or not, they both just want to be more like each other. Yeah. yeah in their own way. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, stop, be nice. Be friends. Like you're just poking them with a stick.
0: (laughs) He says that if he wants to stay on the boat, he better get his ass down here though. Hooper does as told, but says Quint doesn't have a shark attached. It's either a tuna or a swordfish. Brody unbuckles Quint at his request and takes the rod as Quint heads up top with a hook. Hooper pulls at the line, but falls back when it's revealed that the line has been chewed through. Quint comes down and tells Hooper to never tell him his business again because it was clearly a shark. He tells Hooper to get back on the bridge. Hooper's saying it doesn't prove anything. I think it proves everything. Yeah. Yeah, it does. A tuna (laughs) isn't going to chew through a fucking- He's trying to teach you, man. You know what I mean? In all fairness. Yeah.
1: I love you, Hooper. (laughs) Stand down. listen, yeah.
0: Quint says that it proves that the wealthy college boys don't have the education enough to admit when they're wrong. Behind his back, Hooper's like, fuck you, (laughs) (laughs) given all kinds of gestures. (laughs) But he does head back up, like he was told, and he heads off at full throttle when Quint tells him to. Quint says that he's going to try to trick the shark to the surface and directs Brody to the first aid kit when he notices a cut on his forehead from the wire incident. Later on, Quint observes overhead from the bucket as Hooper plays solitaire down below. He instructs Brody to drop the chum line again, and he reluctantly does so, annoyed. Quint tells Hooper to stop playing with himself and gives him the order, slow ahead.
1: That line made me laugh yeah. so hard. <laughs> he's just, I was dude, like, you did not have to yeah. do him like that.
0: <laughs> Nothing is happening. Let him play some solitaire.
1: And he's like, quit beating up. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> It just cracked me up.
0: But Brody tossing the chum is like slow ahead. Yeah, I'll show you slow ahead. Come on down and chum some of this shit. I'm <laughs> like, oh my god!
2: It's
0: like he's got ocean I've- rudeness. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I would not want to be doing that either. No, not yeah. at
0: all. But as he tosses another scoop, a massive shark makes its presence known, poking its head out of the water. Brody snaps back, and it goes back beneath the waves. Brody then backs into the cabin where Quint is and tells him, you're going to need a bigger boat.
1: Fucking iconic. Yes. Iconic moment with the shark. Iconic line. So that would be more than just a squirt of pee, right? Oh, (laughs) That'd be like the full bladder. Yeah, that'd be at least half
3: a
2: cup. Maybe a little poop.
1: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) that's fucking terrifying. You see how big
0: that thing is? The head. You just saw the head. Yeah. that was enough. It's terrifying. Yeah.
1: I uh, read, I can't remember if I read it or watched it on something that when they showed this to test audiences, everybody was fucking freaking out for finally being able to see the shark uh-huh. that when he walks in and says, you're going to need a bigger boat, nobody heard it.
2: Oh, oh, because everybody was so-
1: like, "Fuck," <laughs> <or> whatever, <laughs> whatever they were doing. So they had to like, you know, extend it where he backs up and everything. Yeah.
0: That makes sense.
1: They said that they needed the moment of levity. Right. Mm-hmm but nobody was ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: they said that the line, like I had talked about with Gottlieb allowing all this um, improvisation mm-hmm. and Spielberg as well. That line, that iconic line was ad-libbed by Roy Scheider. That's all incredible. Right. I was like, wow, man, yeah. and it's forever. Yeah. But Quint walks outside with him and nearby we see the shark's fin heading toward them as the music pulses Brody tells Hooper to shut off the engine, which he does, and the shark swims right past them. Hooper says it's a twenty-footer, and Quint corrects him: twenty-five, three tons of them. I was like, it's like the five feet. Really. Yeah, I give him a argue.
1: <laughs> but it's like we have made a huge mistake. Yeah. yeah, it's like I feel like we all know why we came out here, uh huh, and we still weren't prepared to see that. Yeah, no.
0: And in all fairness, five feet is a big deal. That's you, Nay. That's all. That's your oh, entire. Yeah. I mean,
1: do we really need to well, quantify?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: you, you short piece of shit. <laughs> that's your whole body. See now you're
0: putting words in my mouth. I never said that. <laughs> that's what I heard. Never said that. Now the older sibling thing that stands. <laughs> Cut that out. Nah, but Hooper heads down, and Quint goes back into the cabin to put together a harpoon gun as the shark circles the boat. Brody and Hooper step out on the edge as Quint gets a call on the radio from Amity Point Light Station saying that they have Ellen there with them. At the stern of the ship, Hooper has his fucking camera ready asking Brody to stand on the end of the pulpit to give the shark some scale in the photo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's like, I am trying to get National yeah. international joke. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know what? That honestly reminds me of that scene in Shaun of the Dead when Ed takes a photo instead of helping Shaun. Oh, that's a good point. That might be. But Brody is not down with this at all. And Quint very quickly lies to Ellen on the radio, telling them that everything's pizza. Brody caught some stragglers <laughs> for dinner and they haven't seen anything. They'll be back soon over and out.
1: He's like, it's like not at all sharky. Out here. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. not, <laughs> at, not even a little bit not sharky. Not
0: even 1% shark. No. Nope. <laughs> but Quint heads out with the harpoon, telling Brody to keep the ship steady and tells Hooper to attach the line to a nearby keg. Hooper instead runs to his quarters, finding something called a shark dart, as well as a tracker, and rushing back to tie it on. Suspense builds as Hooper rushes to tie the line as the shark speeds towards him. The second it's tight and with Hooper's little tracking device, Quint shoots the harpoon, nailing the shark, who pulls the keg into the water with him. Hooper pulls the boat around as triumphant music plays and they follow the shark, watching as the barrel disappears under the water with him. Brody asks if this means that they're quitting, but Quint says that they've only got one barrel on him and they're staying out here until they see him again. Brody protests this, asking again for a bigger boat, and we get an odd transition just cutting him off.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was a weird <laughs> the editor's cut. The it was like, that's enough, that's enough. <laughs> it made me laugh because Brody's like, I really wish you'd consider this whole bigger boat idea.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wasn't a bad idea. I think it
1: would be the best thing. Yeah.
0: I saw in one of the docks that they built a little island for all the equipment and controls of the shark. Oh, wow. Because they're filming on the ocean. Yeah, yeah. And so they have to have all that stuff there. But they said that it was a pain in the ass. And they said that with the water and the changing winds, also like random sailboats popping up in the background. Yeah. Like the sharks malfunction, like all this shit's going on. So everything is just infuriating. And they said that because of all this stuff, they were losing days of filming. Damn. That's how you end up tripling the schedule. Right. Yeah. You know, when you have to stop for a couple hours so boats can go by. Yeah. Yeah. When now you could just remove them digitally. Yeah. yeah. It's like, and again, Spielberg said, he's like, you know, the scale was a little too grand. We probably should have filmed in a studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you wouldn't get this film. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, wait for a sailboat.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> But later that night, the men sit in the cabin, having already finished dinner. Brody nervously touches the cut on his forehead, but Quint tells him not to worry and that it won't be permanent. He asks if he'd like to see something permanent before taking out one of his front teeth and laughing.
1: That was... I was not expecting that. No. Yeah. And he was just so full of glee when he did yeah. it.
0: He's got pirate energy. Yeah. He does.
1: <laughs> the way he's like, he's like, you call that a knife? Like- <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> But he then has Hooper feel under his hat for a lump, another permanent one happened in Boston on St. Patrick's Day. But Hooper says that he's got that beat, revealing a scar on his arm from a moray eel that bit through his wetsuit. For that, Quint tells a story of how he can't extend his arm after an arm wrestling incident years ago. Hooper then gets closer, throwing his leg on the table showing off a scrape from a bull shark, only for Quint to put his leg on top of Hooper's showing a scar that he got from a thresher shark.
1: I was like, in 10 minutes, they're going to be yeah. naked.
0: <laughs> He's like, this is where my umbilical cord was. Yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> my fucking God. I just, it's this. <laughs> uh, so, so funny. It's again, like who's the manliest man? Who's yeah. the, you know, exactly. it's very funny to me. But Brody looks frightened as the men share a drink toasting to their leg wounds. Hooper then shows off the worst of them, pulling down his shirt and pointing to his chest. He says, you see that there? Mary Ellen Moffat. She broke my heart.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that is the worst. That's the worst scar of all. It
0: is. They all burst into laughter, including Brody, with Hooper laughing the hardest. Yeah, yeah. it was his joke. I was I, like, I feel I that. Mean, No, yeah, yeah, I was like, I
1: get it one hundred percent. But I'm like, yay, they're friends now. Yeah. yeah,
0: you love to see it. But they point to something on Quint's arm, which he reveals to be a tattoo that he had removed. Hooper jokes that it said "mother," but Quint reveals that it was from the USS Indianapolis. The men ask what happened, surprised to learn that he was on it. Quint tells an old war story. Just after they delivered the Hiroshima bomb, a Japanese submarine fired torpedoes into their vessel. 1,100 men into the water. The vessel sank after 12 minutes. Within about half an hour, they saw their first shark. But unfortunately, the bomb mission was so secret that no distress signals were sent. They weren't even listed as overdue for a week. At first light, the sharks came for them, so they formed themselves into tight groups. The idea was that the sharks could come to the nearest man, and he would pound and scream until it went away, but sometimes it wouldn't go away, and it would look right into you, right into your eyes. He says the thing about a shark is that he's got lifeless eyes, black eyes like a doll's eyes. When it comes at you, it doesn't seem to be living until he bites you and those black eyes roll over white and then you hear the terrible high-pitched screaming and the ocean turns red. Then they all come in and rip you to pieces. He says that in the first dawn, they lost about a hundred men and he doesn't know how many sharks. But on Thursday morning, he bumped into a friend of his, Robinson. He thought he was asleep, but when he turned him over, he saw that he had been bitten in half below the waist. But finally, on the fifth day, A pilot saw them, and later on, a PBY came and picked them up, which was when he was most frightened, waiting for his turn to leave. He says he'll never put on a life jacket again. 1,100 men into the water, 316 come out. The sharks took the rest. June 19th, 1945. But he says, anyway, they delivered the bomb.
1: Okay, Quint, you win. (laughs) That is fucking terrifying. Yes. The monologue was so riveting. This was one of the moments where I'm like, duh, like just staring at the TV.
0: That performance is brilliant. Uh,
1: Amazing.
0: They said the monologue was written by John Milius, who Mm. co-wrote Apocalypse Now with Francis Ford Coppola. And it was eight pages. Right. And then Robert Shaw cut it down to five himself and they said that he tried it drunk on the first night yeah and basically kind of they were saying he kind of embarrassed himself a little bit Mm -hmm. because it just did not come together but on day two he tried it sober and he knocked it out of the park on the first take and they say that there are cuts of each in the film yeah i can't tell which not at all if there is a way to tell but they also said that it's based in part on the real story of the sinking of the Indianapolis. Oh my Indianapolis. God, terrifying. Damn. Um, I did read that a lot of people that were there said that the only difference is that the sharks went for those that already died. Oh, uh, all right. They didn't attack the live Well,
1: that was nice people. of them.
0: That was polite, I guess. Thank you, sharks. But he says, <laughs> I guess the story was classified for 30 years. I bet. So a lot of people's first time hearing this story was in Jaws. Oh, wow. Oh, that's a
1: lot. Yeah. I'd be like, you couldn't have waited until we were on land to tell us that. Yeah, <laughs> goddamn.
0: We're still here, dude. We haven't gotten
1: the shark yet. The shark is right out there. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's waiting. He probably has the glass against the door listening yeah. to the story
0: <laughs> He's just on deck. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, damn, that's sad, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. Yeah, right? My cousin was there. Yeah. Like, what, what? What? My grandfather told <laughs> me that <laughs> story. But that's not that's how it happened. We didn't take the live ones. <laughs> yeah. But they said that until this scene, when they were putting it together and filming it, this is when they knew that they had a film and it was coming together.
1: I bet, yeah.
0: The way that everything was fucking up, they're like, I don't even know what's going to happen at the yeah. end of this. But him performing this monologue, they're like, we've got something. Yeah. yeah. And this, to me, is one of the best... I think this, for my money, is one of the best monologues ever delivered on film. And
1: I fucking love a monologue. Yes. Uh-huh. I live for a Mike Flanagan monologue. Uh-huh. I just love monologues. And this, it, it did everything it was supposed to. Absolutely. I was riveted. Yes. Like, I don't know another word for no, it. No, it was
2: good. Right yeah. after the Agent Smith monologue from the first Matrix. <laughs> right <is good>. <laughs> Yeah, this one's good. <laughs> hey, this is a close number two. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but as the boat rocks, they hear a whale off in the distance. Quint starts to sing, but Hooper takes over, switching the song to Show Me the Way to Go Home.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The whale's like, boo, too scary. (laughs) 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 We're out here with that (laughs) (laughs) shark.
0: But Quint laughs and joins in, as does Brody. The song continues with exterior shots of the boat as we see the tagged keg float into view, beeping. They sing louder, honestly getting a decent little harmony going. They were getting it. Yeah. But Hooper begins to play the drums on the table as well. It's so loud, in fact, that they don't initially notice the hull being attacked and bashed. First Quint, then Hooper, and finally Brody stop. Without hesitation, Quint tells them to start the engines. The boat is rocked, water leaking in and objects falling off the walls. A fire is accidentally started, which Brody puts out, but the pounding continues, and even worse, the lights go out
1: i was like sure a fire why not yeah, yeah. quince just like brody get the fire like he's so calm i would appreciate that if i'm in this situation please be calm yeah because holy if shit if you start freaking out i'm oh, gone no, yeah. like mm-hmm. it is
0: white gone yeah. like fear <laughs> well but it, he's the experienced one so if he yeah. was like, brody, like-, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like that's it we're just gonna get eaten yeah that's it <laughs> let's just go in the water <laughs> we're gonna die it's like, fuck <laughs> but the men head out on the deck, Quint firing a rifle near the keg hoping to hit the shark. Brody grabs his revolver out of his bag and Hooper checks in to see if he's okay. When the camera tilts up, we see a shooting star streak across the sky. That's real.
1: Oh, that's nice. amazing. Yeah.
0: So I'd every- be like that's
1: a sign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: this film's going to be a fucking hit. Now, watch that and then make a wish because you every time you watch Job, it, you yeah. get yeah. a wish. But time passes through to the next morning, Quint and Hooper assessing the damage and Brody manning the controls. But suddenly, the keg pops up out of the water at the stern. All men on deck, Hooper grabs a pole to pull the keg in. Hooper holds onto the rope, as does Quint, warning him to let go if the shark takes off. He's seen men's hands go all Mike Flanagan because they hold on. (laughs) He hates hands. He does hate hands.
1: I love that he can't ever just be like, be careful with the rope. It's like, cause one time. Yeah. (laughs) There's always a story.
0: (laughs) I love it. But the shark pops up almost immediately, ripping the rope from their hands, leaving them bloody. Brody goes to radio in, calling into the Coast Guard with a mayday. Quint suddenly snags a bat and bashes the radio to pieces. Understandably, Brody loses his mind, but Quint just shrugs it off.
1: You've murdered us all.
0: (laughs) (laughs) to me i was like look this is a personal battle between man and shark yeah this is Quint's shark to kill
1: totally get it now i'm saying from
0: Quint's point of view
1: i i totally get it but like just for like backup Uh (laughs) uh-huh
0: leave that yeah turn off the radio right turn it off
1: that's fine
2: like you realize that shark's bigger than our boat right (laughs) yeah (laughs) we we never
1: (laughs) got the bigger boat (laughs) i've specifically requested (laughs) (laughs) a bigger fucking boat
0: But Hooper interrupts them, alerting them to the shark heading back for more. They hook up another keg, the camera following Quint as he shimmies his way across the backside of the boat, snagging the harpoon from Hooper and nailing the shark once again, sending a barrel into the ocean. It trails the shark as triumphant music plays again, and they speed after it, trying to get right up alongside it. Hooper follows Quint's orders, getting right up on the keg, knocking it as Quint nails the shark one more time. Brody shoots at it with his revolver, nailing it a couple times as another keg sails into the ocean. Even with two barrels on him, the shark goes down again. But we see them surface almost immediately, Brody suggesting that they start leading the shark to the shore instead of him leading them out to sea. But Quint yells for them to grab a couple of poles and brings the ship around. The men snag the kegs and tie them to the stern, Brody, not about this whole fisherman life, manages to almost fuck everything up when he ties the rope, <laughs> yeah. accidentally cinching them around Hooper's legs. Oh, my yeah. God. It gets tighter and tighter, and Hooper groans in pain as he's able to get pulled out. I had a nightmare scenario because I'm like, they've shown me a lot of shit I didn't expect to see. Well, I, yeah. You thought he was going to cut his legs off? I did me think too. That, yeah. 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 And then he was going to just <laughs> dip into the ocean, <laughs> and the shark was going to eat him, and we were going to see everything. <laughs> But thankfully, that doesn't happen. Quint (laughs) just turns the boat around quickly, knocking Brody and Hooper over. We see the compressed oxygen tanks again as they slip out of place, and Brody rushes over to secure them. He learned. He did. Quint jokes that the taxidermy man back home is going to have a heart attack when he sees what he's brung him. Like, he's still got great spirits. (laughs) I'd be fucking terrified. But the cleats start to come loose as we see that the shark has come up out of the water to chew the lines. Quint rushes down, firing another shot into the shark's chin. The way the shark dips down, it looks like he's like, (laughs) (laughs) Motherfucker! But the men are splashed with water as he descends. Kegs swing off the ship, one nailing Brody in the face and knocking his glasses off. The men try to untie the ropes from the cleats, but the line is too tight. The shark then continues to pull them as the water starts to fill the ship. Quint grabs a machete to cut the rope, but the cleats are just pulled off the ship completely. Three barrels bobbing up out of the water. Quint says that the shark cannot stay down with three barrels. But in all fairness, the shark is full of surprises.
1: Exactly. I'm yeah. like, I feel like you're putting too much stock stock in these barrels. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Very good.
1: But I mean. It can.
2: It can,
0: and it will. Yes, yeah. watch, watch this.
2: <laughs> I thought that was smart. I was like, are those just for tracking? But then I figured, well, he can't go down. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just weighing or keeping him
1: up. I was yeah. like, all right. Ideally. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no,
2: yeah. Well, clearly we
1: see.
0: <laughs> and I don't know if that's in the book at all, because they had talked about on the documentary that the kegs were kind of the solution to not seeing the shark so much it
1: is so effective for yeah. me yeah. i feel like these little like um moments of like surrogate objects even when the two the ham boys were <laughs> yeah. trying to fish them or whatever and that piece of the dock is shooting at them yeah and you know the shark is under there yeah. i mean it, it for me it was incredibly effective no
0: i agree but Quint tells hooper to get the pump out of the locker as brody worries that they're about to sink Quint leaves the machete on the side of the stern, and we watch as the three kegs descend under the water to Quint's bewilderment. Yeah. Yeah. What? Well, I'll be a son of a bitch. He said he's never seen this happen before, but the boat is rocked again as the shark resurfaces, chasing the orca as it heads to shallow water. Quint drives full steam ahead, and when Hooper tells him not to put that much pressure on the system, Quint drives fuller and steamier. <laughs> he says that it's his engine to break i sure yeah
1: technically you are correct yes. <laughs> but i don't think that this is a good idea yeah. Quint. i just so don't much.
0: black smoke bellows from under the ship as Quint begins to sing to that you know farewell and to do he finally stops the boat and hooper heads into the cabin in waist deep water several explosions bursting from below Quint grabs a fire extinguisher as the other men watch the waters from the deck. He then heads down below, eyeing flotation devices. For some reason, when he eyes the flotation devices, the score mimics the notes of Farewell and Adieu," the Spanish ladies. (laughs) It's like, is this his theme now? (laughs) But in a moment, he comes out wearing his jacket and offering Brody and Hooper two of the devices. They put them on. I honestly thought with... Quint now wearing his jacket, that he was going to go back on his word and would be shown wearing a flodation device later. Yeah. Yeah. This never happens. No. But they sit in silence until Quint asks Hooper what he can do with that shark dart situation of his. Hooper says that they can inject the shark with 20 cc's of strychnine nitrate, but he'll have to be close, close to do it. He says that he won't be able to get the shark through the skin, but if he can get him in the cage, he can get him in the mouth or the eyes.
1: He's not allowed to get him through the sand. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <All> right.
0: <laughs> but Brody thinks that the plan is bullshit and that the shark will just tear the cage apart. But after he doesn't have a better suggestion, the men put the cage together. Hooper gets his gear on and he readies the shark dart.
1: Again, brave as yeah. God.
0: Yeah, he's not like you do it.
1: No, well, now that you've seen it face to face, too, yeah. like, oh my God, Crazy.
0: But the men lower the cage into the water, and Quint grabs a tank of compressed air for Hooper, strapping it onto him and lowering him into the cage. We also get a shot of another tank of compressed air. Doesn't matter. No, no. not at all. Hooper hands off his glasses, and Brody holds them in his mouth. I thought that was a little strange. It's like you got, He has his hands free. He's like, I want to taste these. But Hooper says to try to keep the shark off of him. until he's under the water the camera follows the cage underwater as it sinks down below tense music building as off in the distance the shark makes his way toward the cage swimming around it hooper floats there removing the cork from the dart as the shark swims away somehow almost magically the shark has swooped around and is now behind hooper slamming into the cage the bars now pulled apart hooper drops the dart to the bottom of the ocean
2: you had one job. It was a hard <laughs> no, one. No, yes. it was a
1: really but hard one. But why did you
2: have your hands out <laughs> like that and holding the spear like that?
0: Uh, that's a great question.
1: He For science. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he had to. Don't question Hooper.
0: But the shark does come back, slamming into the cage again, tearing through the bars. Hooper pulls a knife and stabs the fuck out of the shark's Hell, face. Oh, yeah. I See, was I like, was like, there you go. Yeah. yeah. In
1: my notes, I go... This is just more evidence for John Paul's everyone uh, to carry in yeah. the <laughs> platform.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know your sister was like, When are you going to fight an alligator or
0: whatever? Uh-huh. Look.
3: He's like, You I'm, never yeah, know. You know. Oh,
0: there's a shark right here. Yeah. But blood <laughs> pours into the water as the shark fully breaks into the cage. Hooper dips out, heading for the pole with the dart attached to it. The shark then thrashes on top of the cage, leaving Quint and Brody unable to pull it up. It eventually snaps it off from the ship completely, swimming away as the men try to pull up the cage. It fucked that cage. Oh, it yeah, did. Well, like yeah. nothing,
1: like nothing. And then now he's just out here loose. Yeah. yeah, like I'm stressed.
0: I was very surprised to learn that the shot of the shark, for the lack of a better term, fucking up the cage, yeah, <laughs> um, was actually a real shark. Damn. fucking up a cage. Yeah, that was crazy.
1: That is horrifying (laughs) they're so powerful yeah
0: they said that they had a second unit filming in australia to get these shots yeah and there was actually a stunt man named carl rizzo he was four foot nine and he was doubling for dreyfus because the sharks in australia where they were filming were only 16 feet long Uh so they couldn't be 25 feet oh so he looked smaller that's smart so that's what they did and that whenever the shark really attacked the cage They got that amazing shot of it on top. Yeah. But the only problem was Rizzo wasn't in the cage at the time. Yeah. And so they decided, well, in the script, Hooper is supposed to die right here. (gasps) I
1: would have fucking, I don't know, broke (laughs) my TV. (laughs) I would have been (laughs) (laughs) devastated. Because
0: in the novel, he gets eaten by the shark right here. All right. So they're like, well, we have two choices. Either we have this shot and Hooper lives or we don't have the shot and Hooper dies. Have the shot, have the shot. (laughs) They chose the shot. (laughs) The shot's great. Oh, Yeah. yeah. Also, I learned that the other stuntman for Richard Dreyfuss was our old friend and the man who played Michael Myers in Halloween 2, Dick Warlock. Oh, shit. Yeah. Man. I was like, this dude is is a wizard. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But once the cage is up, they see that it's empty and completely destroyed.
1: So how big is the squirt of pee when the cage comes up? busted oh, up
0: diarrhea that is at least one diarrhea Yeah,
1: there's no <laughs> way
2: you sent this man down yeah. there to do
0: something uh-huh. the cage
2: comes back like that and he's just gone
0: uh-huh that's a
2: red solo
0: what are you supposed to do I mean what can you do I- <laughs> it's getting late I shouldn't have said that <laughs>
1: Is this how we quantify? That? I think yeah. yeah well, it has to be measured. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Everything else is being measured in this film. Look, we're on the home stretch. <laughs> get past it. Get past it.
1: <laughs>
0: Back on the rails, yes. please. The shark then surfaces, smashing the end of the stern and angling the boat towards its open, gnashing mouth. Quint and Brody hold on for dear life so they don't slide into its jaws. But Quint loses his grip and heads right for the shark. He kicks feverishly against the shark, but he can't hold on, slipping right into the shark's mouth. He stops halfway in, and the shark chomps down on him, blood pouring and gurgling from Quint's mouth as he screams. Brody can only sit and watch as Quint is dragged bleeding into the ocean. I, first of all, I'm very sad. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God all the pop culture stuff in jaws yeah i was like Quint fucking dies in this i know <laughs> i didn't know that
1: i was completely shook i had no fucking idea and i was not expecting it at all at yeah. all
0: and the thing for me is that again i was waiting for that flotation device to come into play yeah, yeah. it doesn't he no. just gets eaten <laughs> no after telling the saddest story I, that's what yeah. i'm saying we don't even
1: <laughs> get like uh, an arc where he like I, no nothing no. it's like i survived the sharks back then i did not survive yeah. the shark this yeah. time like, it's
0: just uh that's it devastating yeah, yeah. i could not have expected He's that less yeah. yeah, yeah
1: and so brutal yeah, yeah.
0: and again pg yeah <laughs> but as the boat sinks brody heads back inside the cabin only for the shark to bash into it brody whacks him with the tank of compressed air before throwing it into his mouth the shark then heads underwater and As the orca begins to capsize, Brody heads to higher ground, readying a rifle as he climbs up. The shark swims for him, resurfacing as Brody stabs at him with a pole. The shark pulls the pole away before retreating once again. Now almost horizontal in the sinking basket of the ship, Brody aims the rifle. He begs for the shark to show him the tank, which he's currently chewing on as he sails right for Brody. Brody fires and misses a few times before locking on. He mutters, Smile, you son of a... before taking the final shot, blasting the shark in an explosion of water, blood, and viscera. Brody screams a laugh as the mangled corpse of the shark sinks down to the ocean floor, its fin disappearing in a mist of blood.
1: That shark was full of meat. Yes. Yes. Like, holy shit.
0: Well, he's been eating good. Yes. And he
1: died doing what he loved. Yes. yes. Terrorizing people.
0: (laughs) They had said that they only had one shark head to do this last oh. shot. So they had one go. Yeah. And they also said Spielberg wasn't on set for the explosion. He was on a plane with Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> <laughs> they said that I guess he was I don't know if this is true or if Dreyfus is just fucking around. Yeah. But he said that Spielberg was afraid that his crew was gonna throw him into the water at the end of the <laughs> 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 He's like, I'm not doing that. But Dreyfus says it says it began a tradition of Spielberg not being on set for the last shot of his films. I don't know if that's true or not interesting, but it, it, very interesting if true, yeah, um big if true yeah
1: big if, <laughs> big if true uh wasn't Benchley mad about this ending?
0: Yes, he was because his ending was way less climactic,
1: well, yeah, I didn't I feel like it got stabbed or harpooned or something, and then it just like bled out, yeah, pretty much <laughs> it just, like sunk. there was the no shark explosion. stabbed him.
0: No, no. <laughs> <laughs> the shark pulls the blade. He's huh? Like
1: what That's the right? fuck? This is Miami. <laughs> but I mean, I feel like it works. Oh yeah, in this film. I I uh, saw a thing MythBusters busted this. Like yeah, it wouldn't yeah. explode. The- I who cares? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I feel like it's it's a perfect end to this shark that has been fucking terrorizing everyone yeah. for this whole movie, and like very quickly. I just wanted to <laughs> touch on. Uh, because I forgot to mention the big difference in the book. Yeah, yeah. uh, I was like, what the fuck (laughs) about how unlikable everybody was? Right. Brody and Ellen are not happy with each other at all like their marriage is failing right. i think he's a bit older than her and she was like kind of like some new york socialite and they moved here she's extremely unhappy so hooper comes into
0: the no picture. fuck <laughs>
1: hooper comes into the picture
0: and keep in mind hooper is like jan michael vincent or whatever he's right blonde he's blonde and yeah, yeah, muscular whatever. And
1: uh he starts fucking his wife of course yeah. he has an affair with ellen yeah well, and the that's way just you said it.
0: and
2: hooper i was I, like oh he's the, banging his. Just,
1: <laughs> I, I read that it was like um back when she was in new york she dated his older brother or her, his younger brother or something mm. like that so seeing him it was like oh my old life blah, blah, blah. so they start having a fucking affair yeah can you uh, can you imagine God that damn. happening in,
0: and there's in like movie? scenes of them talking in a hotel room and all this stuff like there it's a full-on romantic subplot fuck? Which just would not work. Yeah.
1: Not at all. And then they're all on this boat together. It's like, yeah, just get, get Bruce. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's just crazy. Like, uh, Hooper
0: got eaten by the shark yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but bubbles begin to gurgle, which struck fear in me. But it's no worries because it's Hooper.
1: I was so relieved.
0: Yes.
2: I was too, until I was like, this motherfucker really hid yeah, dude. in that fucking little coral reef down there yeah. waiting for this to be over.
0: I Well, I
1: mean, what can, what can he do? Yeah, I'm down here. Find the spear
0: he dropped and yeah, that's help. true. Oh, yeah. Uh, well.
1: Listen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You've got nothing. He's
1: Go doing his best.
0: <laughs> but he swims over to Brody, chuckling at their triumph together. Hooper asks Brody about Quint, who just says... No. Could have been a lot sadder. Yeah. But,
1: uh, yeah. Oh, he fucking died. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> but the men look at the wreckage, commandeering a makeshift raft with the help of a couple of kegs. As they kick toward the shore, Brody asks Hooper what day it is. Hooper is unsure if it's Wednesday or Tuesday and Brody asks if the tide is with them. Hooper tells them to just keep kicking. As they swim toward the land, Brody says that he used to hate the water and Hooper says that he can't imagine why. On a shot of the beach, we watch as Brody and Hooper make it to the shore, and the credits roll. So, what did you guys think of Jaws? I really, really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, I um,
2: I know earlier we talked about it how how some might say this isn't horror or yeah, but like, this is fucking scary. Absolutely, like this is terrifying because it's not a like thought up monster or creature or whatever it's like these motherfuckers are real yeah <laughs> you know don't go fucking around in their home because they're gonna eat you
0: you know what i mean it's a cautionary tale. yeah
1: i think that's a bottom line that a lot of people forget about like that's yeah. it's like you're walking into somebody's house and playing their playstation yeah. it's like i fucking live here and yeah. you're just coming to fuck around no no
0: we're not gonna you're yeah. gonna get you're gonna get bitten yeah
2: <laughs> 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 but for a first time watch, I mean this is really good. I had a good time. It's a fun movie. A lot of action. The scares are there. Yeah. Um the gore, like you said for being PG, it's yeah. like damn. Yeah, Um I would definitely recommend this movie to anybody to watch. Uh I won't I I won't lie. I pro- I will probably won't watch it tomorrow or later on or whatever, but if it was like, hey, let's put Jaws on. Shit, throw it on. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah um i i did very very much enjoy this movie
1: i was honestly expecting like a big party or like something on the beach at the very end where it's like (laughs) the beaches are open you know what i mean yeah i loved just that last shot of Mm -hmm. you know that they made it but we don't need you know him and ellen i mean i feel like the ending was just so perfect Mm -hmm. also bffs for life right um (laughs) i loved this like I loved this movie and the more that I read about it, the more that I watch stuff on it and us talking about it, Mm -hmm. I love it even more. Like I had an excellent time. Oh yeah. (laughs) Watching this, working on this, and I'm so glad because this had been so hyped. Yes. That I was like, There's no fucking there's no way it's that good. But it was. Yeah. Like I really, really loved this movie.
0: I think that was my thing is that it had been built up so much that i'm like there's no way it can be that good yeah yeah you know but the reality is that yeah it is oh yeah yeah. it is that good i knew that i would like it i did not expect to love it this much yeah and i will i think like uh, this might be a summer staple for me yeah oh yeah i agree to watch jaws when it's you know summer summer (laughs) (laughs) um i think that this is just a flat out incredible film and i think that the fact that three people who had never seen it before the first time watching it in 2022 it stands the test of time oh Oh, absolutely yeah and it's so good i did mean to mention at the opening of this the intro Mm -hmm. that this is the first film to ever reach 100 million dollars at the box office that's crazy yeah and when it came out it was the biggest film ever shit man this is a good movie shit yeah, yeah with good reason yeah exactly and you see that you know i think it was dethroned by star wars or something jaws is better right. than star wars you're gonna fight <laughs> yeah. a fucking shark and you know, like come on <laughs> that's not even a contest but what i am saying is that the fact that at the time it was received so well it maintained that level of adoration mm-hmm. it inspired a ridiculous amount of filmmakers yeah to get into it it is fantastic and i did not expect to be saying this yeah as emphatically as I am yeah but I guess that can lead us into ratings for me the positives the fucking characters man yeah oh yeah they're actually characters Mm -hmm. and you kind of get to know them you root for them you are interested in their dynamics with other characters Mm -hmm. it's just very well done obviously in hand with that is their performances Mm -hmm. love the cinematography the effects work the actual story of the whole thing yeah the craft of filmmaking period what they went through to get this made and for it to look as good as it does because they went that extra mile. Yeah. I think the pacing and the scares, the action, it all works. Yeah. And I got to say it, the direction from Steve Spielberg. (laughs) Blown. Yeah. Blown away. It's great, great work. And I see why this opened the door for him to do whatever the fuck he wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, well, also it is the biggest moneymaker ever. (laughs) So that, that doesn't hurt but the only real negative i can come up with is i think that Quint's death really isn't given the weight or reaction it deserves it's not he gets dragged in and then the film ends like two minutes later yeah. they're like i used to be afraid of the water yeah <laughs> it's like, yeah, good shit man like, we almost died uh, yeah. <laughs> one two yeah we're fine right <laughs> i'm like but Quint, his whole boat that was the whole thing he's like yolo and yeah it went in the shark's mouth he's like, and, d- and you know what's fucked up is 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 brody and hooper are going to go collect the three thousand dollars <laughs> so oh, yeah. yeah, split it in half but yeah that that did upset me a little bit because i'm like quint is such a like larger than life character I yeah. agree. give him a moment give yeah. him you know something but For me, partially because of that and partially because I don't have any nostalgia built in. Mm -hmm. There is the distinct possibility that this film could grow into a 10 for me later. Yeah. But at this moment, right now, out of 10 Sinister Shark sightings, I am going to give Jaws 9.5 Sinister Shark sightings out of 10. This is an amazing film and it's still great, what, 50 years later almost? Yeah. God damn! So that uh, that was really weird to say. Come to think of it, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I will now open the floor to you. for For me, man,
2: like I, I totally agree with you. Like, yeah, yeah the the movie's great, uh, and I think that's something too that helped me a lot was that it isn't dated. Not you know all. what I mean? Like you can watch it now and still be like, oh no, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, like the politics shit and all that, yes, it's Yeah, It's like, oh my God, yeah, why does that fit so good? Um, but the the scares, like you were saying, and like the characters, the character builds and everything. I was like, man, I because I had that same fear as well. I was like, man, everybody talks about it. It's a classic and this and that. And then there's the whole you gotta love it because it's a classic thing, and it's like, man. But watching it, I was like, okay, I see why so many people like this movie. This yeah. movie's really, really good. Uh, I do love the characters in it. And, and you're right. Quint could have got a little more like, oh, my God. But <laughs> yeah. they were just, you know, let's go fucking, you know, grab a beer. And it's like, hey, They're
1: what They're in the shock. Fuck? Mm. Um, <laughs> I don't
0: know about that.
1: Nobody liked him very much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: he was surly. Yeah. He,
1: he taught those kids how to do the karate job. <laughs> oh, no, that's right. He, that's
0: the part they left out. He yeah. was a karate yeah, teacher. A,
1: but it it is everything
2: looks good. Everything is funny. The action is there. The horror, you know what I mean? I am just kind of repeating what I said earlier, but the movie is good. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, And I, I do agree with that. This being a summer movie. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Mm -hmm. So for me on a scale of one to 10 sinister shark sightings, I'm also going to give jaws a nine out of 10. I, I what saved a lot of it for me too was hmm. was the funny yeah like the parts that were super funny I was like this is fucking great. I was like this is not only you're catering to my funny bone uh-huh. with the <laughs> with Bruce fucking tearing people to, to pieces. <laughs> I'm all for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's got how many hundreds of little knives in his mouth (laughs) that he's tearing these people apart with. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then like when they're on the boat and they were like, well, I guess we're just going to have to wait till morning. He was just fucking with them. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? He knew. And I think that's what makes it work for me, too, is that it's not just like, oh, there's a dumb animal. That's what. No, that shark knew what the fuck he was doing. Yeah. He was smart. And it was like, okay, cool. You. And we do see that there are certain animals like crows can can have the intelligence up to an eight year old. Yeah. I mean, animals That's aren't scary. fucking dumb. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? So scary. getting to see it from that point of view, like the shark isn't fucking stupid. It knows what's happening. Mm-hmm. We have to we have to get it. You know, it was like, OK, cool. This isn't just a mindless monster. You know, yeah, it's a great white shark, but it still knows what the fuck's happening. Yeah.
0: And it's just going to keep coming. Yeah. back. Yeah.
1: No, I agree. with everything um it does bum me out about Quint (laughs) (laughs) because but in my mind when they go back they have a little thing for him it's a you know they they pay their respects like an event or something
0: yeah Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm. they do on the beach that's safe to swim at now
0: Mm, is that in jaws but also they they
1: push the mare in the water (laughs) 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 i've heard that none of the sequels are very good that's what i've heard as well um but i'm sure that we will get into them at some point yeah um no this is outstanding. Uh I came to the table with a 9 and it honestly just went up the more that we were talking about it. Mm-hmm. Your one point of contention with Quint is super valid, but for me that monologue edges it out. Like it, I don't I, came, why I don't know what I think not <laughs>
2: right? like <laughs> <can
3: just, laughs>
1: stop
2: telling our business <laughs> oh I oh am quitting the show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us for our last episode. Yeah, from, God damn. No, I I that <laughs> put uh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> it gives that <laughs> so makes a, up for it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. But and I did not expect to arrive here. Right. When I watched it, as I was watching it, even as we sat down. But on a scale from one to ten, sinister shark
0: sightings. Yep, you got it.
1: I'm gonna give Jaws a ten.
0: Wow. I uh, feel like right. any
1: shortcomings that there are are for me overshadowed Mm. by the performances Mm. even visually i know we talked about it earlier but it's timeless yeah i mean i was never once like oh man well back in the day they probably blah 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 because i will immediately if in an old movie if they mention money i google like what that would be now. I didn't even think to do that because yeah. I, I'm just lost in, the, I'm not even thinking. So in 75, like, and that's what I usually yeah. do.
0: I, I love that you put on the voice because I did do that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I always yeah, like, do I'm that. I'm not like
0: a fucking dork.
1: <laughs> no, no, I'm not a fucking loser. I enjoyed the film up no. but I always do that. And yeah. I, I didn't even think to, because uh, also I was probably still laughing at that woman who said, uh, 24 hours might as well be three. Weeks. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, this is top notch. I really wasn't expecting it, but right. here we are.
0: No, it's definitely an amazing film. And yeah. the fact that it wasn't uh, kind of ruined by being built up so much yeah. is right. amazing. I will say outside of Quint's death, the saddest thing about Jaws for me personally is that I will no longer be able to say, I'll get the shark <laughs> for you. <ya," laughs> because now I know that I've which been wrong. Is, which is a tragedy.
3: <laughs> it's the real tragedy. <laughs>
0: Well that's all from us at Podmortem. What would you rate Jaws and what should we watch next? Let us know on Twitter at the Podmortem. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Be sure to follow each of us on Twitter at TravisMWH, at Blood and Smoke, and at RealStreeter84. Please consider pledging to our Patreon and stay tuned until after the music for a special thank you to our Wendigo Gitter patrons. And remember, when you put personal profits over public safety, you might end up feeding more than just your greed. Until next time. Thank you for staying tuned. We want to give a very special shout out to all of our Wendigo Gitter patrons.
1: Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Hey chums.
0: There you go. I, 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 I the found that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> special thank you to Chris Ontiveros, Kristen Lofton, Megan Martinez, Kimberly Bass, Sophie Hodson, Anthony Jerome M, Jordan Nash, Kent Morton, Guy54, Lala Thomas, Travis and Nisa Hunter, Miguel Myers, ATX, Jennifer Perez, Pierre Lombard, Allison O'Neill, Carissa, TJ and Angie Bronson, Gabrielle Trevino, Spooky Mom, Andy Teague, Applin Ontiveros, Karima Rhodes, Antonio Huerta, Kimberly Kleindienst, Will Brown, Sydney Smith, Osvaldo Soto, Jonathan Booth, Bobby Holmes, Donna Eason, J.D. Rizak, Molly Gerhardt, Armand Spasto, Aaron Aguirre, Eggy, William Berry, Brittany Ramatar, Charity Oxner, Amanda Six, Mandy Rainwater, Eden, Jordan Roberts, Dylan, Melissa Sierra, Holly Bryan, Jordan Blevins, Michelle Moore, Liz Heath, Spencer Montalvo, Pancake the Panda, John Ramos, Michael Newding, Alexis Roberts, Dan Laveau, Itsy M, Gary Horton, Amanda Ayliff, Leisha Olivier, Kate Lamp, Carlos and Sydney, Jessica Hunter, Helena Rutter, Alan Johnston, Mariah, Livy Fun, Mandy M, Scott Troutman, Towton Watson, Mozzie Bear, Brittany G, Dave Burke, Adrian Stakes, Craig Kowalski, Gary, Daniel McGinnis, Nick Spill, Emma Hegel kissinger Ashley Weidman, and Angelica Cornelius Witt. Thank hey. you all yeah. yes. so much. Thank you. We appreciate all your support, and we hope you all know just how jossome you all are. Nah. <laughs> you yeah. all are. Yeah. Thank I s- you very much. I stole yeah. it from a card that I got. <laughs> <laughs> it applies. It does apply. Until next time. <laughs>